0: You know how guys like uh, poop and fart jokes and wiener jokes and stuff? I'm not that guy. I don't don't like that stuff. I'm just not. I don't don't get it. I don't get the whole talk about poop and farts and wieners and dicks and I I just don't get it. It's not that guy. (laughs)
1: Okay.
0: (laughs) That's gonna be the opening to the next episode. Maybe.
1: So this is episode 12? Is it? 12? I think so. Episode 12, everybody. Welcome to the 12th (laughs) episode. (laughs) Yeah. We got a barn burner for you tonight. Woo! We got Matthew Lillard stopping by to hang out. That's awesome. I'm excited to talk to Matthew.
0: I apologize to everybody out there uh if I'm all over the place because suddenly work started back up and I'm I'm doing like two, three shows at the same time, and I have budgets and schedules and sculptures I'm doing in the garage and approvals, and so I'm kind of all over the place. So I apologize if I seem a little a little squirrely. I'm here now. I'm with you, our
1: pals, our friends out there in internet land. So so being flustered, do you have a good get off our lawn for, for today?
0: I think about get off my lawn shit every day, <laughs> and then I forget about it. I don't. I don't. I, it'll come to me. <laughs> Who made uh, that sticker? Was that you?
1: No, James Daly sent us stickers. He sent two stickers. He didn't make one of me. He just made them of you. <laughs> I guess you're grumpier, so you, you get the Yeah,
0: I resemble the grumpy cat way more than you do.
1: Yeah. We did. We got gifts, so uh, I'll read That's it. That's amazing. Dear Christopher and Sean, I've really enjoyed your show this past few months for too many horror movie podcasts are all run by sycophant man-children who either unjustify, shower Jesus. terrible movies with praise and bland c- commentary. Uh, I'm having a hard time reading your chicken scratcher, buddy. And ask their guests the same questions everyone already has asked before. You guys are the complete opposite. You tell it like it is without being preachy are obnoxious and have genuinely interesting conversations with each other and your guests. I particularly like the Adrian Barbeau and James Jude Courtney episodes. My question is for Chris. I guess we're going to start off with a question. I wanted to know what is the biggest difference for you when you want to make a 3D object, mass sculpture, etc., as opposed to something like a drawing or painting? Do you take more with the planning things out, or is it just something you can jump right into? Thank you again for the show, and I hope each of you enjoy the Get Off My Lawn stickers. Sincerely, James Daly.
0: Thanks, James. I like the sticker.
1: <laughs> wow,
0: I've become grump- the grumpy cat of the horror world. Yep. Uh, in answer to your question, no, they're just both different beasts. I just jump in and, and see what happens. Two-dimensional drawings and, and computer designs are different than Sculpting. sculpting takes a little longer. I prefer the three-dimensional than the two-dimensional. But yeah, they're, they're just two different beasts. You still kind of just go by your gut and your instinct and do what you think looks good and trust yourself and trust your instincts.
1: So we're both rocking the black and white t-shirts today, it looks like. We are. Now, I'm making a pledge that yes, only for this show, The Thing with Two Heads, I'm never okay. going to wear the same t-shirt. I'm going oh. to always make sure I wear a different shirt.
0: I've kind of subconsciously done that. Already.
1: I haven't put thought into it, but I am now. I'm going to have to make a list because <laughs> right. so I don't fuck yeah, up. Yeah.
0: Are we one-upping each
1: other with the shirts? I don't think we're trying to one-up each other. We're just we're just, <laughs> we're just trying to have variety. <laughs> we got gifts. Yeah. This is from, uh, greeting Sean and Chris. My name is, okay, my name is Rip Junk. Rip Junk
0: rip junk that's a good name
1: i like rip junk hi rip well, i don't like my junk ripped but I uh, rip junk's a good name i play wow. guitar in an all zombie horror movie soundtrack metal band called blood opera the boys and <laughs> i never miss your show great guests and terrific content here are some patches and a few copies of our original ep hope you enjoy keep up the great work yours rip junk the undead punk and he put wow. like he put a little metal Metal fingers there, you know the, the horns and and his ats, his various yep. ats. Gotcha. And he sent us each. Uh, they're pretty cool patches, actually. Oh wow! So if your band sucks, I still like your patch. And they sent us these are actually kind of neat. They look like DVDs, right? He gave us yeah. each one, but yeah. inside there's like stickers, buttons, and a cassette. Oops! I'm wow. Lost the stickers. But, and I'm like, how the fuck am I going to play this cassette? I don't think I have a cassette player anymore. But oh, that's the, cool. And buttons. And, but uh, there's a, a digital download, so we can't actually listen to it.
0: Oh, very cool. Wow, that's really cool. I actually do still have a cassette player.
1: Yeah, I have one, but it's in a box yeah. in the garage. Right.
0: Oh, that's awesome. Thanks. I might have one in the
1: band by the river. I don't know.
0: blood opera blood opera what kind of music you think blood opera is just off the top of your
1: head Go. well he said it was he said what it was in the Well, letter. it's metal but well he said it was metal horror movie soundtrack metal band so i'm gonna think okay. it's gonna be goblin-esque okay i'm you know uh, i haven't downloaded it yet but i will we will both All listen right. to it i don't you know if, if we like it we might talk about it if we don't like it we may just We'll probably talk about it (laughs) we might it might be our next get off the lawn why do people send us this crap no i'm just kidding thank you appreciate it brother (laughs) thanks thanks dude that's awesome we'll
0: we'll give it a good listen i always like to give a good listen to stuff on my headphones
1: all right let's see what else we got here we got we got more stuff wow more stuff you
0: guys that's really nice of you guys you you know i i gotta say the gimme free stuff is kind of a running joke you don't actually necessarily have to okay you do have to see <laughs> <No. it.
1: laughs> uh i mean uh, we were kidding but but hey we are uh, kidding but, but
0: we were kidding, hey we'll but take very it, nice
1: and we appreciate it this is from oh it's daniel Caruso. oh yeah
0: the ginger elvis yeah
1: it says dear sean christopher i painted these necronomicons for you both as a thanks and a token of my appreciation as a token of my appreciation for these awesome podcasts you guys make for us, I look forward to these and the daily collection videos. I first discovered your channel after watching Horrors Hall Grounds videos on many of my dvD special features. I love them as well. I watch your videos when i 'm when i'm molding or casting in my basement as they are entertaining and an inspiration. The interviews are fantastic, and I feel like we are all sitting in the same room when you guys are doing the get off my lawn section and just the conversations you have. Again, guys, thanks. More to come. Daniel Caruso and he sent us these cool, look like they're resin, um, Book of the Dead Necronomicons. Oh, nice. Those are cool. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Good job, man. I may throw some magnets on the back of these and stick that sucker on the fridge. Yeah, that's awesome. Thank you so much.
0: Those are he made those? I guess so. That's really cool, man. Yeah.
1: Wow. So thank you, sir. Thank you, sir. There's more. More. Yep. This one is from Jameson Combs. Sent okay. sent this to you. There's no letter, but I know this has to be for you. Because you were oh, wow. talking about the Batman Migo.
0: Oh, right, yeah. Oh, look at that.
1: And That's it's cool. It, and this is a base it's basically a modern day retro Batman Migo. That's pretty cool. Right.
0: Yeah, that is really that's that looks like a uh, Super Friends yeah it version. Is. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's awesome. Thank you. I'm gonna I'm gonna I don't know whether I'm gonna keep that in the package or pull it out.
1: Whoa. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> Easy there, I Tiger. It. Easy. I
0: mean, uh, feel like I got to pull it out. <laughs> play with it. Got to pull it out and play. Good
1: night, it. everybody. Good night, everybody. And nothing for me, Jameson. Nothing. What did I do to you, bro? Why do you hate me?
0: Sean needs more stuff, man. Now, I think we got to switch this over on this episode. This is the one where I think Sean needs more stuff.
1: Uh, You just got one more thing than me this time.
0: Well, I actually got another thing. I have something to show. You know our friends over at One Custom Figures? and No, no, no.
1: You mean, do you know my friends, meaning your friends, at One Custom Figures? Because I've never gotten a from one custom so check
0: it out i got a 2018 myers custom figure
1: that's badass
0: look at that look at the boots the boots are crazy uh it's a real steel knife you see that right there and a tasty look at the eyes in there and stuff that's in the jumpsuit it's pretty bad he's missing his fingers so i got this uh this week so nice of you guys and I love it so much. Thank you.
1: See now I'm now I'm completely on board with what Chris just previously said about how we have to step it up for Sean. One, custom. We do. What the fuck, guys?
0: I'm if switching not, it up, I'm
1: not showing you guys the love.
0: So yeah, that's one one custom figures and and Tanella Tailoring sent me that, and that was so cool. It was such a lovely surprise and awesomeness. And yes, I think we should switch this around. Now we're gonna we're gonna start getting Sean some stuff because Sean doesn't have enough stuff.
1: <laughs> Yeah, that's true.
0: And he's going to meet my Batman. Those guys can they can duke it out.
1: I think he's got like six inches on him, so I'm I'm Batman. And <laughs> i <laughs> got another package yeah. here. What? And a letter. Let me read it. Dear Mr. N and Mr. C, hey, you guys, I'm a big fan of you both. Thank you for the thing with two heads show. It's great, and I'm loving it. You guys keep me company while I'm at work. Sackhead Jason is also my favorite version of the character from the Friday franchise. So, my wife oh my. and I made the Sack Mask one for each of you, Mr. N. This is the first of the free stuff I'll be sending your way, Mr. Nelson. Thank you so much for your help and advice concerning my artwork. Be well, stay safe. Charles Brenner, CK Costumes, Midway Wicked Woods. P.S. Mr. Clark, is it possible for me to send something for James Jude Courtney or does he receive gifts through a different source? Well, thank you, sir. Um, I'll have to ask James about that. I don't know. I'll ask him. I have not opened these. They, there's two packages. with Army Are they sackheads?
0: Are they sackhead masks? That's what
1: it sounds like, yeah.
0: Because if they are... I'm going to lose my shit because oh. I've always wanted a sackhead mask. And that they, are,
1: they are, they are stacked. Oh
0: my God.
1: <laughs> with the, with the string, I could mess up the hair doing this. That's all right.
0: We know what it looks like.
1: Look at that. Oh my God. Oh,
0: you put the Let's string on this there. Down. There you go. Wow. That's amazing. That's so cool. Wow. Show's over. I'm done.
1: No, I messed up my do. now. Nah, it looks the same. Does it? Okay.
0: Yeah. Wow, that's amazing. We each that's got one so of those. Cool. I wonder if it'll fit my giant head. That's awesome. Thank you so much. I'm so excited. I've always wanted a a sack head J, uh Jason mask. I've never made one for myself. I don't know why. Mm-hmm. Uh, but now I have one, and that's amazing. Thank you.
1: Thank you so much, All sir. Right. Appreciate it. That was awesome. was over. Show's
0: over. And Cheer. that
1: is our free gifts for today. I know since you were feeling really down and feeling really bad for me, I did pick up a few things for myself since I saw I'm you last
0: sure, I'm sure you did. Do you go shopping every day? No. Pretty much every I, sh- day.
1: I showed you this one. This is at Walmart. How wow. cool is this? That's really cool. This thing's badass at Walmart. It is badass. That's huge. style. Yeah. got the new issue of Horror Hound in the mail. Oh. No, the Candyman cover, this lovely just came out,
0: which isn't coming out this uh, October anymore. Yeah, it's believe got, me, I it's... heard
1: I heard Nate telling me how pissed he was after they did a whole cover story.
0: Oh, I'm sure. Yeah.
1: Just got this in the mail, the new special edition *Tourist Trap*. It's the VHS edition, but it's actually it's signed by Charles Band. Um, wow. But it's a special edition Blu-ray, uncut version of the film. It has the, the Blu-ray in there. This, mm-hmm. is a, this is one of my favorite films. I love this movie. It's so fucking weird. In fact, if there was ever a movie I could remake, it would be Tourist Trap. Wow. And it comes with this... It They promoted it as an... And it says action figure, but right. that is clearly a miniature figurine. <laughs> Indeed. Whoops. The figure's a little disappointing. But... Um, but even, it is, it is because, dude, if you look at the one they had pictures... I love how
0: people work so hard on it with the packaging and everything. You're like, I'm
1: disappointed. If you saw the prototype <laughs> picture they posted, that was not it. Tourist Trap has sort of already been remade. I mean, House of Wax was definitely borrowing a lot from Tourist Trap. Right. Um, I actually love the House of Wax remake. It really has grown on me over the years. It's a fun slasher. It's good. And last but not least, I just got a package today in the mail from Ronan. I ordered some Blu-rays from them. 315. Remember Deborah Foreman, good friend of mine, and Adam Baldwin. Also an Amigo. I I wouldn't call him good friend, but we know each other from the conventions. Had to pick up Alex Winter's classic, Death Wish 3. Oh, yes, of course. That's a good one. And this one, I've been dying for it to come out on Blu-ray. This is a guilty pleasure. I fucking love this movie. It's so stupid. It's awesome. Clifford. <laughs> Have you ever seen Clifford? I've never seen Clifford. Oh, my God. It's, I've never seen Clifford. It's amazing. You need wow. to see Clifford. You need to see this. Okay. I'll
0: watch it amongst the billion other things I'm supposed to watch.
1: Speaking of which, did you ever get around to watching Possession? I didn't. <laughs> oh damn. I
0: didn't. I'm sorry. I'm I'm just I got slammed with work. I did not watch Possession. I did watch a couple other movies.
1: We will hold off on talking about Possession until you've seen okay. it because I'm dying to talk to you about it. Um, I really
0: wanted to watch it. I really tried hard, but I want to give it my full 100% attention. You
1: need to give it your full attention.
0: Yeah. I haven't been able to do that this weekend. So I will, I promise. I will sit down. I will watch it this week. By next show, we will have a discussion about it. What did you watch? I watched a couple of my favorites that, again, were on when I was trying to go to sleep. I didn't sit down and formally view a thing, but I watched uh, Ex Machina, which Mm -hmm. I love. I I think it's one of the best pieces of science fiction ever in the world. And uh, Under the Skin. I've never seen Under the Skin. Oh my God, I love it. You have to see that movie. Again, another piece of science fiction that is better than almost anything that's come out in the past decade or so. Under the Skin and Ex Machina are two of my favorite movies, and I love them. And nobody talks about them. We're always talking about franchises and old stuff. These are movies that came out
1: recently that will go down in history as being fantastic films. I know we talked about it, but did we talk on the show about Sputnik? I think we did. Did we? Okay. I don't remember. Yeah, we said it was too long and the alien was too cute. Oh, that, okay. Yeah, I think we did talk about it. I don't don't think we did on the show. I think we talked about it when we were hanging out. But anyway, there's our review of Sputnik. It was too long, (laughs) the alien was too cute. Um, (laughs) And done. Yeah, I did watch that Dust Walker movie somebody recommended us. And his review was pretty much accurate. It's actually cool location, well acted, looks great. But the CGI is just awful i mean the cgi Mm. is so bad at times you're just like whoa it almost feels like it's purposely bad you know what i mean Mm. but it but it's not it's it's Mm. it's a bummer because the movie had a lot of promise i thought it's it's very much like it was kind of like the crazies remake without them immediately attacking they just kind of stand there for a while and then eventually come after you but there's an alien running around.
0: Jesus. Sounds like there's a lot going on with that.
1: It kept my interest for an hour and a half. Okay. I also watched that documentary, The Social Dilemma. Wow. Oh,
0: I've been wanting to watch that
1: man you need to see it it's really eye opening i mean it's not stuff that i didn't really already know or think right. but it reinforces your fears about things about social media about right? social media and, yeah. and everything what we're doing right now in fact it's scary i mean some yeah. of it's scary you know the fact that they made social media with all good intentions but now it's it's really been turned into another direction unfortunately mm-hmm and it's kind of spiraled out of control.
0: I have such a love-hate relationship with social media and all this stuff, including this. Mm -hmm. I got off Facebook about four or five years ago because it was just too toxic. I wasn't liking all the stuff that was funneling through into my head. Even though I am very political, actually and I and I study and, and research politics and stuff and we don't talk about it here. You know, Instagram I've been in the past I'd say year, I've been on the fence of quitting Instagram and like going, that's it. I'm I'm erasing all social media whatsoever from my life. And there's most of it is, is all good positive stuff. But the the thing that keeps me from doing it is we live in a world now when it comes to business and it comes to, you know, your career or business that you have to have a presence on social media. You have to be relevant. You have to stay up to date. You have to constantly be doing this. It's not something I want to do. If it were up to me, I would just get rid of it. But you have to stay present because now you have producers and directors and, and and people in power that the first thing they do is they go and they check out your social media pages to see if you're legit to see if you know what content you have up there it's almost your portfolio it's disheartening but it's also the way that it is it's just the way that it is now and so i'm i have a love hate relationship with it and i would love to get rid of it all to be honest with you and go back to not having any of it but uh but you can't or can you i don't know i think i
1: don't know unfortunately i think for guys like us because of the business we're in it's a it's a you know it's a necessity i mean it, it's something that we couldn't function in this business and stay on top of our game without it unfortunately mm-hmm. that, believe me i'd love to get rid of all, rid of all of it too a lot of time mm-hmm. there's a lot of good things that come out of it you know it's a, i've mm-hmm. always said this i've been saying this for years the internet is the greatest and worst thing ever invented Oh yeah, of course. Because it's all the good. There's so much good, but then now there's so much negativity. I don't know if it
0: necessarily is necessary. I think we're trained to believe that it is necessary. I I don't don't
1: know if I agree with that. Necessary for what I do, for sure. Yeah,
0: yeah. Well, you're. That's what you live in. That's what it's all about. Myself, I don't know. I I'm still researching that and thinking about it and trying to figure it out. I may very well disappear from all social media, and that's okay. But, I mean this is social media what we're doing right now and so chris uh, is
1: announcing his final episode everybody
0: (laughs) you know this is fun you know this is a way for us to connect to our our friends and people that are of like minds and and we're all into this so this is a way for us to all connect and and which is which is good if you use it in a good way, Yeah, you know? I, I
1: don't know. Have any good get off my lawns for, for today? I, I, I got plenty. I've got lists. Really?
0: Dude, God damn it. I need to make lists cause I think about them every day.
1: Okay. Here I'll, I'm, I'll throw one out while you, while you think, while you stew. Uh, okay. Um, uh, okay. Now this might be getting a little more personal and people want to know, but talcum powder. <laughs> what? Talcum powder. Did I've been using talcum powder for most of my life. For uh, what? Powdering the boys. Come on now. What? Powdering my nuts. <laughs> Why do you need to powder your your your, your It feels balls, good. It, it makes everything move better. I like it. Anyway. Uh, okay. Well, you, right. I mean, you know, they sell those like fresh balls, you know, you heard of fresh I've balls. I've
0: never done that in my entire really? life. Really? You don't know what you're ever. missing.
1: You know what's funny? Here's the funny thing. I can remember back; it was like 1992 when a particular. Do you have
0: speed bags hanging from your fucking crotch? What the? <laughs> fuck? Um, well, let me ask you a question. Yeah. yeah. What What happens if you don't use it? Like, what are you avoiding?
1: Just, uh, just kind of like a stickiness, you know, where like it'll stick to <laughs> your, your leg or some shit, you know, just like uncomfortable. Um. And anyway, I don't get to get into all that. But anyway, did you know that they discontinued talcum powder? Yeah.
0: Well, makeup artist. And, and yeah, you can't use talcum powder because it's, it's got fucking, what is it, aluminum in it or something? It's I like, don't know.
1: Well, they said the it's, reason. It's toxic. Yeah, but actually. they said that the, talc, the talcum powder, they're discontinuing because it causes ovarian cancer. Right. Which, I ain't going to get that.
0: But it also causes testicular cancer. I haven't heard that. It does. Because it's got aluminum in it. It's got metal in it. It's so like now basically, you're saying I, I shouldn't put like putting it on my nuts. You shouldn't. It's like putting lead paint on your skin. It's like, you, you, yeah, no. Nobody uses talcum powder anymore. You can't use that. Well, they, That's from I mean, years they, ago.
1: They, no, that. they literally just took it off the shelves like this month. I, yeah, right. it, dude, I buy well, it all the
0: time. We used to use it to like pour into monster suits and stuff so you could – get guys into it you know yeah. slip it on and get them into it and we used to powder stuff so you can get guys into all that we used to use it a lot in makeup effects like years ago it, we figured out that there's there's metal in it
1: yeah you can't use wow it anymore, so we got rid of it but go well, ahead keep putting it on your nuts well i can only do it for so much longer because they discontinued it i ran around and bought dif- it
0: all i could what's the difference between the talc powder and the specialty like- um, hipster generator nut powder that you guys buy.
1: Didn't like it as much. The, like fresh balls. And, what, and then I tried like the cornstarch. Isn't there a balls. brand
0: called monkey balls or something like that? It I think a friend be. of mine, a friend of mine uses something called monkey
1: balls. And it's like you put powder on your, it's the, it's, that's what it's for. I'm going to have to do some research. I'm going to need to find a replacement for my nuts. <laughs> so I'm going to have to, but I went around to all the stores and bought up all I could because Soon as I found out it was discontinued, the big bottles were gone. But what people weren't looking for—that I've been hitting up like every Target, every Walmart, every CVS—the uh, right. travel size. Okay. So I bought up ball. I got like fifty of them. This is awesome. So Great. that'll, that'll last
0: me a little while. I don't. I don't know why I don't have this problem. I'm feeling maybe you got tiny for little it.
1: balls with maybe better
0: not. And crinkly. also, too, the the three women that watch this show are going to be really intrigued by this. They by will.
1: Now. If any of you gentlemen out there have any suggestions for good ball powder, you know, throw them at me. You know what would be awesome, fun dip. Imagine if you just use fun dip and then if somebody got down there they get a little treat. No? Okay. This is, this is,
0: I don't have this problem. I don't understand Ew. where
1: this comes from. It's called hygiene. <laughs>
0: Wash your fucking business
1: and be dumb with it. I'm washing my business. Don't you worry about it. Um, I got one more get off my lawn, real quick one. Go. Why is it that every fucking place you go to now, the public restrooms are closed? Because, I mean, I know they're closing them because they don't want to have to keep cleaning them to meet all the standards. But right. we're living in a society where they're telling us you need to wash your hands every five minutes and we don't have anywhere to wash our hands. Right, yeah, yeah. yeah. That pisses me off. Get off my lawn. All right, let's get in some questions. We got quite a few. Calm down, Rich. Excellent little bonus episode. He's talking about our Sugarman episode. It's great to see you guys making the next generation of super horror fan. Are you guys planning on Halloween decorating your front lawn this year? It'd be cool to see like a time-lapse video of you guys decorating your lawns to the tune of something like Benny Hill theme, perhaps next bonus episode. I kind of answered this on... YouTube, I was just kind of saying, you know what? Showing our houses is getting into personal territory again. So probably not. Probably not. But we will be decorating. Be assured that somewhere at an undisclosed location we'll Um, have great Halloween stuff out.
0: Oh, yeah. I'm definitely going to decorate. Actually, I think this weekend I'm going to be pulling out all my Halloween stuff. Pulling it all out today. Pulling it out. I'm pulling it out and, uh, and, and starting to decorate. And uh, I'll tell you what, I won't do a, I won't do a time lapse, but I'll, I'll take a nice picture of it when it's done. And we'll show it
1: on the, on the show. As long as you can't tell where it is or where it is. It won't be my address. <laughs> Max Mercury said, here's a legit question for Sean, who's probably the perfect person to answer this. What is the proper con etiquette for talking to guests without buying a signature? This is being based off of what I said in the last episode about, you know, nobody wants to hear. I just want to say hi. You Mm -hmm. can just say hi. Don't go up and say, I just wanted to say hi, and then follow it up with talking to him because you're basically lying. Go up and say, hey, man, I just wanted to say, I love that scene, blah, blah, blah. You know, right. don't bother with the, Hey, I, I, sorry, I don't have the money to buy anything. When you, when you start with that, it just puts them in an uncomfortable situation. Don't start with that. Just say, Hey man, I wanted to say, I love that scene when you popped out, blah, blah, blah. I was stoked. Nice to meet you. Frank Riker has a question for us. Hi, Frank said, what would be creepier hearing a child laugh in an empty house or knowing someone is watching you sleep? <laughs> I'm going with the watching you sleep for me.
0: I don't find either of those creepy because my girlfriend's always watching me sleep <laughs> and a child laugh i don't like kids so i don't, I don't the the kid laughing and the, i don't care there you go all right i i just that's a get off my lawn
1: thing no yeah. kids laughing kid, get off kids, kids. having <laughs> fun on our lawn get the hell out of here get unless on, it's october off, 31st you have no business <laughs> being here
0: exactly get off my lawn <laughs> that's the epitome of get off my lawn I don't want kids on my lawn unless it's Halloween otherwise
1: get out Eric Henson Eric hi Eric Sean and Christopher I sincerely want to take a moment to thank you for the fantastic job you're doing bringing this unique horror content and fun interviews to us with a great show you guys are insightful interesting and entertaining and I'm thrilled that I found out about this channel I work as a sequential illustrator Published comic book artist, writer, and storyboard artist. I listen to your show while I work at the drafting table to keep me motivated. I also want to say that I have truly admired Chris's effects and makeup for well over 28 years. And in fact, some of his work directly inspired me to work in comics and film and even led me to design creatures for the books that I've been privileged to work on over the years. Wow. Chris, thank you for not only doing amazing work, but also being transparent and accessible well maybe not for long with shows like this you may not know it but you are inspiring people like me to keep pushing forward sean great hair no i didn't say that said so, sean <laughs> <laughs> i know that a lot of work goes into maintaining the day-to-day and crafting videos for your audience you bring on great guests share your love of the genre and your Horde hollow ground series has been a favorite of mine for a while you're doing awesome stuff here guys Know that I'll continue to listen while I work and create. You've got a fan here. So keep up the great work and be encouraged.
0: That's amazing. Thanks, dude. Wow.
1: No, that is that's, sweet. Uh,
0: that's, that's, that's the whole point of why we do everything that we do. Honestly, you do it to inspire people and make people happy. That's amazing. Thank you so much.
1: Wow. Uh, hungry Wives. Hungry Wives. There you go. Sean, I feel like a jerk asking this because this show has brought me hours and hours of happiness these last few weeks at a time when I've really needed it. And I hope it's not a touchy subject, but what happened with the audio on the Starman documentary? And did you catch any help from from Scream Factory for it? Even with the glitches, it's still better than the interviews by people have been doing most of their special features lately. I know exactly what you're talking about. We had a microphone issue with Jeff Bridges. It was only part of his interview. There was some... It was like kind of popping and, and rubbing a little bit, maybe on his lapel or something. Mm. And Buzz, our cameraman and sound guy, said he didn't, he didn't hear it. We don't know what the glitch was, but yeah, that you can't exactly call Jeff up and go, hey, can we redo that? There was a little sound problem. Right. You know, we were lucky to get him. Uh, yeah.
0: Do you have a Jeff Bridges impression? Because you're, you're pretty good at
1: impressions. Do, do you have one? I'll do a little story about when I met him, and I'll. Oh. So I told him that I have his screen-used highlight from Tron. I showed him on my phone a picture of. It. I go here. I I have your screen-used highlight. He's like, oh wow, man. Well, that's, yeah, that's it. Wow, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I just you know, dude, he's completely the dude. Um, yeah. This was pretty funny. So he lives in Santa Barbara. I was dealing with his assistant and they said, well, he wants to do it at a a hotel in Santa Barbara. Um, And this is the hotel he wants to do it at. It's called the Hotel California. Mm. All right. So you remember if any Big Lebowski fans out there remember how he says he hates the Eagles in Big Lebowski. And so when I'm meeting him in the lobby and we're walking through to go to the room, I said, yeah, I was pretty surprised when your assistant said you wanted to do the interview at the Hotel California, because I know how much you hate the Eagles. And he's like, oh, yeah, man. He goes, I actually really do. <laughs> <laughs> he's wearing a suit. Like, if you watch the interview, you know, we frame it from waist up. He's in flip-flops.
0: Oh, awesome. Yeah. So, Everybody needs a little more dude in them. You know what I mean? Like, the dude, whoa. Whoa, <laughs> I, I, whoa, whoa, hold on, whoa me, me too. Hashtag me too. <laughs>
1: <laughs> there's gonna be another your new guy gotcha, gotcha yeah exactly <laughs> effects artist chris nelson says everybody needs a little everyone needs in dudes
0: in them yeah. <laughs> no i think everyone needs to take a little license with the the character of the dude in that
1: movie i think i think it's important for especially now yeah kind of no he was i will say he was awesome i mean uh what yeah. a pleasure. What a thrill to be able to spend like 90 minutes yeah. with the dude.
0: Yeah. That's a guy I would love to work for or work with. I would love yeah. to work with that guy.
1: So. He is that character. I mean, he yeah. is. But, but brighter. Awesome. But brighter. I, um, I strive to be, <laughs> to be that guy. Patrick J. said, Sean, kind of two parts. Can you do the whole episode, podcast, or upload the classic 70s and 80s horror movies you've seen in the movie theater? I love when you bring those stories up. If your aunt is still alive, interview her. Bring up memories together. You touch on it in so many uploads. It would be cool to hear a full focused episode of horror movie theater moments all around going double features, etc. cetera. Uh, well, thank you. That's interesting. Um, Chris would be a little bored during that one, but. Uh, no, I
0: would love to sit and just be silent and listen to that. That'd be amazing.
1: Um, you know, I, I don't know if there's a whole episode there, but I, I definitely love <laughs> dropping it in and, and, uh, and my aunt is still alive and. Yeah doubt she would want to come on the show to talk about that but we but we do talk about it a lot
0: but we could do we could do a show of of those things i have tons of i could i could i could tell you all those movies the howling blah 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 i could i could tell you exactly where I was what i smelled what i was wearing who i was with what happened that day you know i mean that would be because i think that's a big part of what everybody's uh connection to movies and and things are. I think that plays a huge part of it. I mean, Mm -hmm. Friday the 13th, the first one, yeah. Um, I wanted to go see it. My dad wouldn't let me go see it. I was in Little League Baseball. I said, I'll tell you, I had a game the day that it opened on Friday. The day that it opened, I had a Little League game and I said, tell you what if I hit a home run will you take me to see Friday the 13th right after the game and he said if you hit a home run yes and I got up to bat I hit a home run and right after that game we went and saw Friday the 13th at a theater called the lamp and it had it leaked it was raining but anyway um there's tons of those stories we could both share I mean that's that would be super fun, actually. I think that's something no one's done yet.
1: So. Well, yeah, maybe that. Maybe we could just pick a movie per episode and just tell our story about where we saw it. Like, if we're talking yeah. Friday Thirteenth, I saw it at yeah. the Highway Thirty Nine Drive-In with my parents. Mm-hmm. Don't really have much of a. I don't have a cool build-up story like you had. <laughs> <laughs> that was a cool story, right? That yeah, is mean, a cool story. Nikolai Berg. Nikolai. Nikolai. Hey guys. Once again, love the podcast. Definitely a highlight of the week for me. I want to give Chris a huge shout out and thank you for taking the time out of his day to give me some great tips and pointers for painting my custom H40 sculpt. I appreciate that a lot. My sculpt now has a great history attached to it. That means a lot to me. Sean, the American Psycho figure is by Iminime. I-M-I-N-I-M-E. Not exactly a name that you want people to remember if that's what your company's called, Eminem. It is. It is now. Thanks for the show, guys. That's nice. Lay Griffiths. Hey guys, me again. Great show as always, Christopher. If you had the opportunity to work on a film celebrating the life and the work of David Bowie, which character of his would you be most excited to work on? Oh, geez,
0: that's a great question. Because I love me some David Bowie. I think the obvious answer is Ziggy Stardust be yeah.
1: Yeah, see he stardust man. I mean my favorite costume of his was the Ashes to Ashes video costume. I hmm. like that. Oh
0: yeah, that's a good one. Yeah. The clowny type one with yeah. the Yeah.
1: That's a good one. Oh my god, I thought I was the only woman who loves your show, Crystal Ramos. Oh. Hi Crystal. Not a question, but she wanted to let everybody know that she's a woman. She watches the show too. We got chicks see, women. watching man. We got chicks watching. <laughs>
0: That's awesome! Shout out to all you women out there who appreciate two middle-aged geeks talking about nonsense.
1: Well, we Shout had chicks you. watching until I had until the balls episode happened. Yeah, yeah. Then now it's all gone. Now they're gone. <laughs> or did we just get more? KL just KL says if Chris could work on any film franchise or sequel, horror or otherwise, like he's doing with the Halloween films. Which would it be? Love the podcast and love Sean's whole channel. I wish I had a better name. So if you read this out, call me shitty Beatles fan to keep the crazy viewer names going. (laughs) Okay. Not (laughs) KL. He's shitty Beatles fan.
0: (laughs) Shitty Beatles fan.
1: I would say the thing, man. I would do easy one. Live free or die.
0: Live free or die.
1: (laughs) Reference the merch. I like the thing with two heads logo you start the show with, t shirts stickers, maybe a Chris and Sean action figure. Hell yeah. Another great show. Can't wait for the next show. That's from the oh.
2: free you die.
1: Yeah, I
0: think we're we're, you know, Sean and I are talking about merch. We're talking about it. We're trying to figure out what's people gonna want or buy or whatever. We're talking about it. We'll we'll figure it out. We'll have something for you guys soon, I I hope.
1: Daniel Caruso said you guys you. are dynamite. Fuck you. <laughs> um, <laughs> what are your favorite scenes in the haunted mansion? I love the graveyard scene, and the hatbox ghost has always been my favorite ghost. I have a favorite scene for sure. What is it? Uh, the the ballroom. Mm. Mm. I just think yeah, it's the a mo- when you come around that corner and you just look yeah. into that giant. It's just so awe inspiring. Yeah. yeah.
0: No, I I love all of haunted mansion. There's there's not one thing that I don't like about it. I. I, I, I like the graveyard stuff. I like going in there and, and then you lean back and come down and the statues are talking and there's stuff popping up and there's the vast graveyard. I, I, I love, I, I'd say that's my favorite.
1: Calm down, Rich, said, Christopher, I just watched those two character shows uh, on YouTube. Were they some mm. sort of pilots or something? I liked it a lot. It's like Dinner for Five with effects masters. Would be great to eventually see a full season on something like Sci-Fi, El Rey, or Chiller. Yeah, if you wow. guys haven't seen uh, Chris's show called the Character Show, it, what what is the what channel is that on? What is their name? That's part? on my YouTube channel, which I haven't even touched in probably a couple years. It's really uh, good. It's really good.
0: Yeah, it is good. It, was, it wasn't it. a pilot or anything. It was just me. It was me trying to. Uh, get people together and talk about effects and and it was my attempt to capture stories that would otherwise be lost forever in time if no one had talked about them with people that we've had experiences on set with celebrities and movies and things that we've worked on and that 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 was the uh idea behind it and uh i just kind of wanted to bring to the surface artists and people that are lesser known there are a lot of people behind the scenes of the things that you see on in film and so i kind of wanted to talk to those people so that was the idea of it, it was a i made it into a bigger production that it needed to be with sound people and camera people and lighting and venues and stuff and and now with technology we could do it a lot simpler um but it was just something that i tried to do and i think we were talking about possibly sticking them on this thing or whatever i don't know what you're talking about but uh uh i would like to i would like i thought they were good and i would like more people to see them yeah just i'm i'm not savvy with the whole
1: i'll put the i'll put the info down here so people can find it you guys should definitely check it out um i i was blown away at how good it was to be honest with you when you told me i didn't even know it existed and i was yeah. shocked i didn't know it existed cuz it's totally in my wheelhouse hey that's not your food i had to bring the other dog <laughs> get out of here. out out get off my lawn out that's hilarious I, well you know i'm dog's mika out <laughs> i'm dog sitting for the other dog and he has special food and i brought it in her in here cuz this little bitch keeps yeah. eating it. right now she's sitting there staring at me <laughs> little turd anyway uh it's it's uh i was really surprised at how great it was and it's the production value like you really like you went all out for it it's totally, yeah it's totally pro candace janice said i look forward to these every week thanks christopher and sean my get off the lawn thing is remote learning with my second and fourth grader i'm always oh, running back and forth
0: oof. yeah i don't know how you do it with the kids i can't yeah. do it Thank you, Candice.
1: Yep. And thank you for being another
0: female.
1: 410Goodfella yeah. uh, said, the only thing I liked about Rob Zombie's Halloween 2 was that when Annie was killed, I thought Brad's performance was great. It always bothers me in horror movies when the best friend is killed and they spend two seconds crying about it and then they're forgotten. I also didn't mind Loomis being a jerk and trying to get rich off of Michael. Seems like something that would happen these days i.e. Dr. Phil. Thank you guys for sharing this. It was a lot of fun to watch. You're welcome. You're welcome. I I agree with all those sentiments. Joshua Martin said, I want to hear Sean elaborate on his Halloween 3 Rob Zombie idea. Also his sequel concept H2O would be a show in and of itself. And then someone else actually TCE author said, I want to read Sean's H2O sequel treatment. Actually, you know what? Maybe I can post it somewhere. I don't I, I got to figure out where cuz I it, it I did write the treatment for the H2O sequel. It was like 12 pages. Um, as far as the Rob Zombie Halloween 3 idea, I never wrote it. I just had the idea. I'll give you the quick the quick dirty version. It was basically, you know, Halloween 2 had happened. Halloween 1 and 2 had happened, but they were real life, okay? and Michael was in was basically in a hospital kind of in a coma all these years and being looked after and they have a TV on in there and it plays whatever's on TV that day and Scout Taylor Compton and the rest of the cast of Rob Zombie's Halloween 3 were doing the talk show circuit to promote their new movie when he's in the coma he's hearing her her talking as Lori and they're talking about being Lori and they're also interviewing Brian Andrews and uh, the real Tommy Doyle and the real Lindsay Wallace. So I'm basically taking both worlds and melding them. Rob Zombie's films are fictional films based on real life events. Mm. And he, he basically wakes from the coma hearing this, sees it on the TV screen, and begins to stalk that person thinking she's the real Lori. Mm. And that was, that's what I was going to bring both worlds together.
0: That's a far more metaphysical and uh, in, intelligent version that I think anyone could
1: handle. <laughs> but don't you think that's a cool idea, though?
0: Yeah, no, I do. I just think that's like,
1: people will be like, yeah. So that was the, the basic premise of that idea. sea horror and pop culture. Boop. Once again, another great show. On the subject of elusive concept masks, most of those masks I purchased from elusive concepts have all deteriorated. However, the KISS masks have not. I think those masks used different material than the Universal Mask. Nevertheless, Mario Kyoto did some great sculpts. Oddly enough, I also own those KISS masks, and they, they are fine. They were a different latex. They're a lot stretchier, and they were a lot thinner. But those lasted. But the thick, hard latex that they used to use on the universal ones, those things, like I said, crumbled, hardened and crumbled. Yeah. So
0: yeah. latex is a weird thing. Uh, mask latex, uh, which is, I believe, it's called 407 latex, is like very hit and miss where you buy it. A lot of companies thin it down with water, which cheapens it. You never know what kind of latex you're going to get when you buy slip latex. You just don't know because you don't know what people are doing to it. Yeah. But real, honest-to-goodness, latex, slip latex, should last a lot longer. The better the quality, obviously, the longer it lasts.
1: L666 Incubo. It's just evil. He said, got to get Jeffrey Combs on the show. A damn treasure. (laughs) First time I ran into him, I was working at a burger joint in Thousand Oaks. Turned around, realized I was making lunch for Mr. Combs and his family. Didn't say anything at the time. Flash forward two years, he came into a local bar with a group of students from a nearby college he was working with. I absolutely did not waste the opportunity. Again, I told him I'm a huge fan. He shook my hand, bought me a beer, and said, thank you. It's people like you are the reason I get to do what I do. Was there someone you got to meet that turned into a memory you really enjoy sharing with people? Um, I will say, uh, oddly enough, he is our next guest. Yes, indeed, on, uh, you, 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 uh, I don't know if you've got uh, your future goggles on there, buddy, but, uh, <laughs> but, but he, he is going to be our next guest. We may drop another ranking episode in before that, but he is our next guest after Matthew Lillard. So Right, which I'm very excited about. Yeah.
0: I was just watching uh, The Frighteners the other night, mm-hmm. and his work in The Frighteners I thought was exceptional. I thought it was super cool love this. Trip, He's so hilarious soon. in that. He is. And I can't wait to ask him all about it. So, <laughs> going to be
1: great. so his question is, have you ever met anyone that turned into a memory like that or, you know, that you really enjoyed sharing with people like you met a celebrity somewhere and they turned out to be just way cooler than you ever expected? I mean, it's mm. funny. I've, I've got something kind of like that. I mean, mm. and the only reason this is popping in my head because he brought up the thing with him buying him a beer. I remember I was at a concert, and I think I was seeing the band Deadsy. I think they were opening for Gary Newman. I was at the bar. Mark McGrath from Sugar Ray was there. He was at the bar. And I'm not a big fan, uh, but, you know, obviously I knew who he was, knew who they were. And this was probably 2006, so they were still a pretty big deal. So I said to him, I just said, hey, man, you know, I just wanted to say, you know, my old band played with you guys back in the day when you guys were the Shrinky Dinks, uh, before they changed your name, Sugar Ray. He's all, no way dude. What band was it? And I said, Oh, uh, I said, you'll never remember we were called Ragabash. He goes, dude, I totally remember Ragabash. He goes, Oh dude, what are you drinking? Let me buy you a beer. And I was like, wow, wow. I mean, here I am, you know, thinking he's probably going to be like, Oh, cool dude. You know, like cool story, bro. And no, he was like super engaging, bought me a beer and I was like, wow, what a nice guy. That's great. Not a life-changing moment for me, but it kind of reminded me of this guy's story, you know? Right, sure, yeah. Gotta
0: be honest with you, um, uh, talking to Matthew Lillard, really, he's
1: cool as shit. Yeah. I can't even speak highly enough of Matthew Lillard. Um, Rampage of 78. It said, finally, the right, and he put right in caps, finally, the right guy is getting nose for all the good he has done and not some scamming scum, LOL. Anyways... I got a question for you guys. For the both of you, what do you prefer in a scary clown? Do you like the (laughs) clean-cut It-style clowns or the monster clowns like, say, in American Horror Story? I always dug the cleaner-looking clown. The Clown at Midnight has been one of my favorite movies growing up, super underrated. I was wondering if you guys have ever seen that. It's from the late 90s and stars Tatiana Ali. I'm a Myers guy, but I figured I'd switch it up for you. Thanks in advance. Love the show. Now, what does he mean by finally the right guy? Again, he knows for all the goods he's done, and not. Do you no know? fucking clue. I'm, no, no idea. I don't. Know, maybe he's referencing your like Academy Award. I don't know what he means by that. I don't know either. What do you prefer, a clean clown or, or like you did twisty? <laughs>
0: I don't, I don't, I, see, I don't have a thing with clowns like most people do. That's, that's funny thing about working on twisty or working on it, which I worked on the it clown, the recent it clown a little bit. Um, I don't have a thing with clowns. I don't know where this comes from with people like being afraid of clowns or finding clowns creepy or fun. I, I don't, I don't really give it much thought to be honest with you, but as far as what do I choose, it depends on the context of the story, man. I'm not discerning either way, a dirty or a clean clown. I didn't know there was a dirty or clean clown category. So.
1: Well, I, I'm also like you. Clowns don't really scare me. Yeah. Or anything. Yeah. So if I, I was going to pick one, I'd go with something more like twisty that's at least inventive because just a guy in clown makeup does nothing for me. Yeah, it does mm-hmm. nothing for me. Yeah. Um, okay. And I've never seen this movie he's talking about, The Clown at Midnight. Never heard I it. I haven't seen it. No, no. Never heard of it. Jimmy LaCrumpt said, Questions for both of you. Sean, you inspire me to be a collector like the late Forrest J. Ackerman. Did he inspire you? And for Chris, who was your inspiration growing up to do makeup effects? I love what you did with Michael Myers. Always love what Sean does for the con circuit and hope to have a beer with Chris at an event. He likes me, but he doesn't want to have a beer with me, apparently. Um, I will continue to promote all the things you do on my Facebook group, Party Like a Monster, Treks Through Horrorland. Great nice. job, fellas. Always oh, asking me if Forrest J. Ackerman was an inspiration of my collection. I mean, I respected his collection, obviously, but I think Bob Burns would be more of an inspiration as far as what I collect. Who was your inspiration effects-wise? Probably just Dick Smith was probably the big guy, right? It was mainly. Yeah, I think it was
0: Dick Smith, Rob team, Rick Baker. Yeah. Jack Pierce. Uh, Yeah. Those are my Lon Chaney Sr.? Well, yes, Lon Chaney Sr. Lon Chaney Sr. actually was my biggest inspiration. But you just forgot to mention him. Well, well you know, you say that, like every makeup effects guy says that. The reason why I kind of toss that aside is because you say Lon Chaney Sr. and people, A, don't know who he is. B, didn't know he was a makeup artist. Mm -hmm and an actor you know what i mean like yeah. that's that's it's so subversive that most people don't know that they expect you to say the usual you know well we're hoping
1: but, uh, that our crowd is smart enough to know yes
0: launching senior i would say was the very first inspiration for me to go oh yeah
1: that's what i want to do for the sawyer smoke said yes bring on the merch question for you both what's a collectible you had the chance to buy but passed on it and now regret. I have one big time.
0: That's a question for you. I don't I'm not I'm not in that world of buying collectibles. Oh,
1: there, come like, on. There's got to be something that you had the chance to buy and then you regret it, like didn't get it and then maybe it became worth a lot of money like super collectible or something, nothing? Really? No, Mass? I'm, 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 I've never been in that world. Honestly, I swear to God, I've
0: never been in the, I have to have this, I got to have that, the collectible. I'm just not. I'm, I'm just more into, uh, I'm more into making stuff than I am collecting stuff.
1: About 20 years ago, I had the opportunity to buy the original painting of the original Halloween poster art. Cool. Yeah, that's a good one. And guess how much it was? How much? Five grand. Fuck off. And, and I didn't, you didn't do it. I didn't have it. Oh, I just,
0: well, that's, that's what
1: it's all about, right? Like I didn't have it. I, I just, I did, you know, I should have done everything I could to sell whatever oh, I could to get it. That's a good one. Dude, oh. that thing sold in an auction, was it five years ago or something for like over a hundred grand? so yeah that's it i thought it would be way more than that i don't remember the final number i think it was over so that's like this yeah you know yeah for you yeah that's dude just just as an investment that's a blow does that keep you up at night no but it it bums me out (laughs) it bums me out yeah i'm sure jessica jones hi jessica another girl yeah Another great episode. I'm obsessed with the show. It's definitely the highlight of my week. And I'm a girl. Really? Really obsessed? Obsessed. Obsessed. And I'm a girl. Happy face. Not gonna lie. I totally have a crush on Christopher Nelson. (laughs) Art. That's not true. That's just a lie. Who who did you put up to post in this?
0: (laughs) (laughs) Your 20 bucks is in the mail.
1: <laughs> Thanks for putting these awesome episodes together, Sean. Oh, the thing with two heads sweet. and all the horrors hall Grounds episodes are keeping me sane during this crazy time. You guys are the best. Heart. So I, I guess I'm just chopped liver. You know, you oh. Know. She's,
0: all,
1: she's, all, she's all heart and for you anyway. Yeah, she likes the gray, doughy, pink
0: we <laughs> guys I guess that's that's her type I guess thank you that's so sweet I'm so flattered I'm blushing I'm blushing
1: his pink has turned into red it has I'm blushing thank you Jim Sweeney said Sean been a fan for years same for Christopher really enjoyed your interview with the we watch the movie guys my question is what is your favorite album that you love but everybody else hates now, speaking of the we watch the movie, guys. Yes, we're going to be
0: on the, uh, the WAM, our, our pals at WAM. We're going to be on there this, we're going to re- either record or be live this Wednesday, which might, may or may not be the same day this aired mm. um, uh, We're going to, Sean and I are both going to do their show because they're, uh, they're pals. We're going to hang out. We're going to talk about all kinds of crazy stuff.
1: They're not so. my pals. I, I've never met them, but I'm sure we're going to be quick pals. You're gonna be quick pals. We'll be pals.
0: We're all gonna be pals. Yay. Yeah. We're gonna hang out with the Wam guys here soon and see what
1: happens. Um, so do you have a favorite album that you love that everybody else hates? I, I one one just popped in my know. head. You know the band The cro Mags? I've heard of them. Hardcore band. And just for the record, Age of Coral, their first album, is the definitive cro Mags album, hands down huge influence on me my band malfunction my screen name Malfunction is because of the cromag song malfunction um Uh, with that said their third album alpha omega which they went very fucking metal it's a guilty pleasure i love that album and a lot of people cromags fans hate it so Hmm. you don't have a a record like that that you like that well
0: i don't know again i think too much about this stuff I always go well. Everybody hates something
1: like I love the Elder by Kiss, and a lot of Kiss fans hate that album. Right, there's another one. I got you. I got you. I
0: like the Who album called It's Hard, Mm -hmm. and I also like the Who album called Face Dances, and they're not popular Who albums, but I Mm -hmm. I think they're both excellent albums.
1: Crystal Ramos said, "Oh, I finally have a question, Sean." Will you ever consider doing a horizontal Grounds for the movie The Craft? And also, will you upload other episodes other than the ones found on your channel? Yes, I would do The Craft. Interesting story. The house that Robin Tooney lives in, in the movie The Craft, is owned by a well-known actor who's actually a friend of mine. And I think he would actually let me in the house. As far as uploading other episodes, I've uploaded all of them to date. They're all up there, but I'm making new ones. So, yes, I will continue to upload them, yes, as I make them. Meg Barry 69. Ooh, Meg 69, huh? Is Meg Berry a female? Or, you know, I, I want to know. I hope so. Yeah. I certainly hope so. Man, I want to hear Christopher's PTA stories so bad. <laughs> PTA, what's that mean?
0: Paul Thomas Anderson.
1: Oh, Okay. So that's that. You're not telling. <laughs> yeah, and I can't.
0: That that would incriminate. Uh, no. We're not. We're not going to no.
1: If you see Chris at a convention someday and we're in the yeah. bar after hours yeah. and, and you buy him a few drinks. Hit me up. Yeah. I'll, I'll spill. I'll spill. But until then, no. I not...
0: catch that. Could you please repeat it?
1: Siri just uh, started talking to me. Beford Smith. Yo, guys. Thanks for answering my question this week. I got to say you dudes are killing it. Question for Chris. I'm a huge Mandalorian fan. In my oh. opinion, it's the best Star Wars thing of this new era. I saw you worked on an episode. Can you talk about what you did? And do you have any cool stories from that experience? Rock on, guys. I
0: worked on season one. A okay. couple episodes, actually. Um, something I could share from that. Uh, um, I could share the that everybody on that crew is super passionate and heavily involved in uh, about that show. Um, John Favreau is heavily involved and super cool and uh, and knows everything about Star Wars you could ever know. Um, he is not fucking lightweight, man. That guy is he's hardcore Star Wars. And I will say that the technology being used on that show when I was there is unbelievable. Like they're u- we're using, everything's pretty much shot on a soundstage. And all the sets are built around a 360 uh, screen. That's kind of like a, I don't know if it's LED. I don't know what you call it now. But it, it it's so amazing and, and cool that everything projected or, or projected from behind it is the technology is so sharp and amazing that you could focus on things, you, which is very difficult to do when you have back screen stuff. Everything's gotta be kind of fuzzy or you can't focus. It's so sharp and so crisp that you can focus on the background with something in the foreground and it's all real time and it's all amazing. There's nothing wow. so much done in post that it is. It's it's right there. And I'm, I'm talking, desert landscapes I'm talking outer space I'm talking it's amazing it's cutting-edge technology like I've never seen before so uh, I I will say that it's a very cool show
1: Justin Matthews wants to know hi from the UK love the podcast I have a question for next week's show I'd like to know who Sean is more afraid of Michael Myers or John Carpenter (laughs) definitely John <laughs> um, Kevin Reynolds, you guys are crushing it every week with this podcast. I can't wait for the Matthew Lillard episode. Yeah, it's a it's a good one. We just finished that 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 interview. It's question: You're gonna like it. Question for Sean: Can you talk about your memories of working as an extra on Clive Barker's Lord of Illusions? Oh, um, basically, uh, Clive invited me to come down and be an extra, and I was stoked. Uh, I think it might have been the first movie set I was ever on or, or was freaked before that. Freaked was before that. So I did yeah, freaked it before was. that. So it was basically shot at the Pantages Theater. I was in the crowd scene with the whole Swan uh, magic show. Um, I mean, I have a few photos. Maybe I'll pop them up here. But it was just, it was fun. It was cool just sitting there and watch Clive direct. And they gave us a Lord of Illusions t shirt afterwards. And that was about it. <laughs> I think I still <laughs> have that shirt somewhere. I don't know. Oh, that's cool. Uh, Mud Nelson says, "Love the show, Mud. guys." Yeah, Mud Nelson. Love Mud the show, guys. It's definitely staying within my horror podcast rotation. Made the cut. Sweet. My question is mainly for Chris. I didn't make the cut, but obviously Sean can answer too. Okay, I made the cut. Do you have a favorite Leatherface mask of the various films? Ah, uh, the original. Really, that's your favorite one?
0: Oh yeah, absolutely.
1: 100%. I think I would go with. It's kind of a toss-up between Savini's Part Two mask and uh, oh. the KMB Part Three mask. I just I like <laughs> the looks of those masks. I think what I liked about the the Part Three mask was the different color uh, skin mm-hmm. patchworks. Mm-hmm. It's a cool look. I mean, yeah, the original is you know it's it sets the standard, but as far yeah. as design. I kind of, I kind of lean towards two and three. Hmm. Yeah, I like the original because I think. Well, which one? Which original? Because he has oh, three I different. Know. I know. You're talking oh, regular so. Leatherface. You're talking yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, pretty, pretty woman Leatherface. You're talking uh, what was the other one? Um, the, uh, there's three different ones. Well, I don't know what the other one's called. I forgot. I like the
0: original regular one. Okay. The one, yeah, that one, because it looks like what human skin should look like. And it's a, like a potato chip on your face. And uh, <laughs> because <laughs> that's what human skin would do. And, and I, I, I love that. I think it was so effective and cool and weird and gross. I think as you get later, they're all good mess and all those artists did a great job, but I think that they're kind of a little over stylized and a little over sculpted and over painted like you're you're oh. getting into theatrics then. I, I like I like raw. I like I like
1: I like basics. I like simple. <laughs> gotcha. Um Russ Trout says longtime listener, first time commenter. Y'all are killing it. You mentioned merchandise ideas, two-headed condoms. Uh, In all seriousness, love the silhouette and and logo you currently have, but some ideas to play on that is to have blood dripping at the bottom, spell out the thing with two heads or have it carved into the silhouette. Just a couple ideas come to mind. He thought he'd share. Thanks, buddy. (laughs) Terry Clark. I doubt it's my uncle, Terry Clark. Um, but love the show and enjoyed watching you both on Dave McCrae Live. I've been watching a lot of 80 slasher films with my daughter as she loves horror films. Her Jesus. favorite for now is Pieces or The Burning. Jesus. Keep Jesus. up the good work, Terry Clark, UK. Okay, not my uncle. Um, I, well, we don't know how old his daughter is. His daughter could be true. 30 and he could be 50. But uh, those are two quality films, Pieces yeah. and The Burning. Yeah. I enjoy those movies. Good for you.
0: I'm glad your daughter's into it. Mm-hmm. Or maybe she's just appeasing you. Maybe she's just going, my dad likes to watch these really weird movies. Like she's going to her friends. She's texting going, my dad watches these weird movies. We just watched one called Pieces and it's about this guy. And like, maybe she doesn't really like it, dude.
1: But no. See, I think she would be more like, it's called Pieces. It's exactly what you think it is. <laughs> exactly. Thank you. Um Space Monkey 907. That oh. was almost my name. He took it. I'm really digging these videos guys. It's fun chilling with you guys. Hello from Anchorage, Alaska, boys. Wow. I don't know if you knew this but I was born in Anchorage, Alaska. So that's very ah. cool that we have a listener in Anchorage.
0: Wow, that's cool.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Didn't know you were born in Anchorage, Alaska.
1: Yep. Yep, the binger. Steve Binger is back. The bing, bing. He wants to know when I when he can expect to see a horse hog grounds of thrashing. We're going to do one. Rustler and I have talked about it. It's just a matter of getting it together. So, been busy. Between, actually... be,
0: between this show and your tasting shows and your... <laughs> Collecting I don't shows, have tasting and your, shows, I've this done a show, couple. that show. How many shows you have now? You have like so many shows.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I guess I have like four. Jesus. but uh, But that doesn't have a name. It's not a show. It's just little a little one. Sean Eats Shit Show. Speaking of Sean Eats Shit Show. Uh, Johnny Edwards says, great show. Does anyone remember those toffee or caramel Halloween kiss candies and the orange wrapping with pumpkins and bats on them? And they always tasted and looked a hundred years old and were hardly edible and destroyed many teeth. Yep.
0: I remember that. They were like peanut butter tasting or something. He said, I
1: can't find them anymore. What's the worst Halloween candy you remember from being a kid? Now, why are you still looking for them if they were so terrible? That's what I I know, right? Yeah, exactly. Uh, <laughs>
0: they're so bad I want one in my mouth
1: yeah what's the worst Halloween candy you remember from being a kid for me definitely those fucking like wax lips what, the wax, that wax candy crap with, uh, yeah. why would anybody eat that shit it's gross yeah.
0: what was the coconut covered chocolate almond no it was something else it was like a not a Zagnut was it a Zagnut hey come here there was something that was like a chocolate coconut-covered thing that was disgusting. I, I hated that. I don't know what that
1: is. But do you like Almond Joy? No. I don't like coconut in my candy. Come
0: on. No, no, no. No coconut. No. i have a little plate. I think it was but. a Zagnut. Zagnut candy bar. Yeah.
1: Said yeah.
0: It's the main ingredients was peanut butter and toasted coconut. See, what I told mound.
1: you. Not Zag. No, it was a Zagnut. Oh, the Zagnut? There's a Zagman. I don't like Zagmans. Oh, I like coconut. Boogie man band. Boogie man band. Come around the band. The boogie man band. Hey, he's got a theme now. I got it. I'm yeah. going to write some music to that shit. Fantastic episode. Love hearing all your individual rankings of the franchise. I understand the criticism of Rob Zombie's Halloween films, and I think everyone's comments were 100% valid. I appreciate what Rob was trying to do and appreciate his films. I actually like his H2 more than the remake. I'm in the minority there. Halloween H2O has actually become the film that has aged badly for me. I still enjoy it, but it just comes off like a Scream film now to me. Also did not like parts 4 through 6 were omitted, and it was a direct sequel to Halloween 2. Oh, so then what are you thinking about what's going on now? They're omitting everything. It's crazy town on that Halloween set now. It's crazy. Um, he didn't Cats really, and dogs. He didn't have a together. question. Boogeyman Ben was just—he was getting off his Halloween. He was lawn. just giving his opinion. TCE author said, "I believe a fellow fan made a comment regarding Stanley Urus that brought some confusion in the last show. Stanley Urus is a character from Stephen King's It. Yeah, we figured it out afterwards. Yeah. Um, the Richard Mazer connection. Yeah. yeah, great episode. You guys rock." Thanks, dude. Nick Klapach said, okay. Hey, guys, question for Chris. Did Heather Langenkamp work on American Horror Story with you? Technically, yes, but I, I, I don't know. I'm not... You not didn't see her on set or anything? No, 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 no. Mark DeBras said, DeBras. Hey, guys, love the show. Best podcast on YouTube. Question for Sean. I see you have an extensive collection of vintage Star Wars figures mint on card. Did you acquire those back? when they were first released in the 70s or 80s or way later. Do you have a complete collection or are you still collecting them? Have you seen the new retro collection, vintage reissues? What are your thoughts on those? Um, Then he has a question for you so I'll just answer mine real quick. Um, No, I, I started collecting those hardcore in the early 90s. I do not have a complete collection. I'm trying to get every first appearance of every character on its first card And I'm about 19 figures away from completing the complete set. So I'm pretty damn close. And, you you know, if you factor in how many damn characters there are. And I'm just doing Star Wars Empire Jedi and Power of the Force, the 85 Power of the Force. As far as the new retro collection shit, I mean, it's kind of neat. I don't want to see new versions of of the old shit, you know, either get the old shit. In the Star Wars world, it doesn't hurt the value, but I've seen it hurt the value when these companies put out reissues of stuff. That kind of pisses me off. Question for Chris, do you have a replica of the 78 Myers mask in your collection? Thanks guys, keep up the great work.
0: I do not. I do not have a 78
1: replica. No. There you go. That's a big old negative. <laughs> Adam Boyat Adam Boyat says Hey, guys, love the podcast so far. Apologies if this has been asked already, but I'm curious what you guys think of fan films. I've always enjoyed them, somewhat a guilty pleasure, but with ones like Never Hike and The Snow, people seem to give them more credit than they used to. If you do like them, are there any you think are worthy recommending?
0: I'm not a big uh, watcher of fan films. I actually thought of making one or two back in the day, before it was popular. I think it gets more recognition because of, again, social media and the accessibility of being able to put something that you made out there for everybody. But no, not really a watcher of fan films, no.
1: I'm not either. Uh, I barely have time to watch legit films, um, Yeah, exactly. but if I do... Yeah if i mean if somebody if somebody makes a short a fan film short like there was this one i saw not too long ago i don't know who made it but it was a star wars one with darth maul that was the guy looked great and the effects were great i was really blown away at how good it was it was like 10 minutes i can't remember what it was called um i'll figure it out and probably drop in a clip here that was really cool but really, the only fan film I know pretty well, and he's kind of the guy who sort of kicked off the whole fan film thing. Really, was Sandy Calora, who's a good friend of mine, with his Batman Dead End, which was mm-hmm. Batman versus Alien and Predator. And and right. it, what I loved about it is it's it's short. It's a short little thing. It's like a it's like a trailer. Right. Um, I can't sit down and watch like a a sixty minute fan film. Um, I, right, you know, I can't invest that kind of time. Uh, when I haven't haven't got that kind of time to watch all these other movies, you know, um, that I own. But yeah. uh but hey, you know, more power to you. I don't I've never seen this never hike thing. I, I
0: Plus also to a lot of the fan films are shit, let's be honest.
1: Yeah. I mean <laughs> yeah.
0: You're I mean, like, uh oh, Christ. I appreciate your passion, your your drive there, but But holy crap, I
1: don't... You know, maybe when Sandy did it and it was kind of a new thing, that could have gotten you some attention. And it got him attention. I mean, friggin' Howard Stern talked about it. I mean, it got attention, you know, because it was new and people weren't doing that yet. But nowadays, if you're a legit filmmaker, I don't think making a fan film is any way to get yourself noticed in Hollywood. If anything, it'd probably be a bad look, I think. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Lyft. Maybe it was supposed to be Cliff. I just say it says Liff. Liff Harris. Chris and Sean, I appreciate the time and effort you put into making these videos. Another fantastic episode. I love the part where Chris refers to the rest of the Halloween series as goulash. <laughs> my question. <laughs> did I use
0: that word, goulash? Yeah. I don't know I, yeah, you I said did. it's
1: all goulash. All right. Um, my question for <laughs> both of you What's a movie not in the horror genre that you know is complete garbage? Or maybe even goulash, but you love it anyway. I mean, there's a lot of movies like that I, you know, that are maybe nostalgic to me that yeah. you watch it and you know it's shit, but, yeah. but it kind of takes you back to that vibe of when you were a yeah. kid. Yeah. Yeah. Kiss meets the Phantom of the Park. There you go. Yeah. That's a good one. Yeah. yeah. I would say that movie is goulash, but I love it. Yeah. Yeah. Joker said, You guys are badass. I wish I was man enough to grow a beard as majestic as Chris's, but they can't all be winners, can they? Nope. I was curious though, Sean, as to what your actual job is and the steps you took to obtain <laughs> it. Uh, my actual job is ambassador of the horror world. No. Uh, uh, <laughs> <He's> a... <laughs> you know what? We don't have that kind of time, my friend. <laughs> Let's just say I'm a horror fan who got really lucky. <laughs> <laughs> He's the horror genre badass ambassador. How's yeah. that? Yeah, there you go. I'm. I, I mean, my main gig is I book celebrities into personal yes. appearance events. He but runs
0: a company that has tons of fucking billionaire, fucking actors and stuff, and he represents a bunch of talented people. And dude, that's a that's a hard job. I don't know how you do what you do. It's a hard job.
1: Thanks. Uh, Bernie Maddow Maddow said, Wait, you guys don't like Twilight? I'm out. So we lost lost Bernie. Lex3Luthor12 says, Sean, do you represent Scott Grimes from Critters? No, I do not. That Halloween movie collector said, Sean, is there a Halloween item you're always on the lookout for? Um, I wouldn't say there's something I'm always on the lookout for, but one thing I would love to find to see if it even exists if it really exists because the only thing I've ever seen is a uh, a sketch of what it was supposed to look like was you know like on the top of cars they have those advertisement things like a pizza guy would put on the top of his car sure. there was a Halloween advertisement thing that went on top of cars that I've seen a drawing for like that it was <laughs> that it was supposed to be a promotional thing i don't know if it ever really existed because i've never seen a real picture of one a weird
0: obscure thing to want to have so
1: he asked don't judge me bobby meek said sir sean sir christopher great show again guys question for sean i know you're friends with the great james remar and would like to know if you ever asked him what happened on him being replaced in aliens and could you get him on the show also parked next to brian may once uh, at the time, thought it was just a tall old lady with big white hair. <laughs> it wasn't until his wife, Anita Dobson, smiled at my wife, and I walked past and realized my mistake, and he was walking away, missed my chance to meet him, and just gazed and wondered at his giant hair. <laughs> nice. <laughs> um, uh yes, James Remar has told me that story and yes, he has said he would come on the show at some point. And the short version is drugs. He was doing drugs and he he's got in that. trouble for doing drugs and got fired. And <laughs> you know, he's uh since completely changed his life and he's been clean for decades and he was young. Yeah.
0: It was the 80s, man.
1: October Games said, do you guys play any horror video games? If you do, what games are you playing?
0: I don't. I don't play any horror video games. I don't play video games, period. I haven't played a video game since back in the 80s when there was Asteroids and Pitfall. That's probably the last time I ever played a video game. (laughs) And I don't. I I was never a video game guy. I was never into that shit. I was always in my room making something, sculpting something or painting something or listening to heavy metal or hanging out with chicks and making out. While
1: you were plopping in quarters, he was plopping in other things. That's exactly right. Boom. I myself am not a gamer. I purposely stay away from modern games because I don't want to get sucked into that world because I don't have that kind of time to invest. And ultimately, at the end of the day, it's wasted time. (laughs) No offense. But I do own a collection of classic arcade games that I play occasionally. My, my chick is big into the modern games. She has all the systems. She plays everything. I, I live vicariously through her. Brett Stortenbecker said, hey, guys, big fan of you both. Chris, I'm curious to know if there was an actor that you thought would be difficult to work with and ended up being the complete opposite and they ended up being a total sweetheart.
0: No, not really. I haven't met anybody that I heard was going to be a nightmare, and they ended up being nice. I had worked with people that I heard was going to be a nightmare, and they ended up being a nightmare. Uh, <laughs> but, but professionally, I can't divulge who those people are. Um, but, uh, but no, no, I haven't. I haven't heard that. It's very rare that you get a, a heads up of how someone's going to be before you work with them. Sometimes. But uh, uh, no,
1: not really. Sean, add my wife to the f- to the female listeners list. We got another oh. one. She appreciates all the hard work that goes into traveling and getting all your conventions in order. She really appreciates you having to deal with me and the rest of the Halloween nerds seemingly every five years in South Pasadena. <laughs> with that being said, maybe the Halloween Ends release could fall into a timeframe of a possible H45 convention. Wow, I didn't think about that. That might actually, maybe. Um, Also, tell Christopher that legendary wrestler Jerry the King Lawler was selling his 60s Batmobile. I don't know if it's still available, though, or not. (laughs) (laughs) Keep up the great work, guys. Look forward to it every week. Thank you very much, Brett.
0: I would buy that Batmobile if I could, but I I don't think we can. As far as the H45, would that fall on when eventually halloween ends comes out 20
1: 2023 would be the 45th
0: right so then if we shot halloween ends next year which is 2021
1: no so it won't so it would come out the year before yeah. but he, he's maybe suggesting holding it <laughs> holding it back <laughs> yeah no no nah. not gonna happen
0: hi what's happening christopher how are you sir supersonic supersonic I gotta use that I'm stealing it I'm stealing supersonic right now
2: S for super the use for unique
0: <laughs> what do You eat with all your stuff behind you I have nothing good behind me you do you have a carpet you have a window you have a and more what are you talking about you have plenty of stuff
2: Come I have on. no heads I have nothing from a movie
0: well I do have some stuff you don't want that
1: yeah. It's just us trying to show off. Yeah. yeah.
0: <laughs> what are you drinking? What are you having um,
1: there? I'm having um a sparkling water. Oh, lovely.
2: What are you drinking? Uh Asani. Co-
0: I'm drinking <laughs> I'm drinking coffee.
2: Coffee. My goodness. So easy. If I had coffee right now I'd be up till four in the morning.
0: Mm. <sighs> He's up We're four. at that age now. We're all at that age, aren't we?
2: Oh yeah. Yeah. I am, um, how old are you, Chris? I am 52, sir. You're 50. I'm, nope. i you're not 50. I'm 50. I'm 49 still. You're 49. For you're 50 next week. <laughs> one more week. Yeah, you're 50 next week, for God's sake. <laughs> yeah. Um, 50, uh, yeah, 50. Although I played golf today with a guy who was 84. Oh, I
0: mean, not, nice.
2: Yeah, he wasn't very good. But I played with him. <laughs> He was still out there.
0: He doesn't have to be very good when you're 84. The fact that he got out of bed and showed up on the lawn.
2: Yeah, he played, him and his buddies play every day. And um, I went to his municipal golf course and they played 27 holes. They played 18 and then another nine. What? And yeah, and so I picked up, I picked up all their balls the entire time. It was two 70-year-old guys and this 84-year-old guy. And so every time they putt, I'd pick up their ball. For them. There's
1: been a lot of ball talk in this episode. A lot of balls today. Yeah, we've already. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you missed it earlier. Yeah, yeah.
2: Well, I, I'm into balls. I mean, what do you want to talk about, balls? I'm down. Fifty years old. Your balls are different than when they were 24.
0: <laughs> well was, apparently uh, sean's are apparently was, sean's and uh, a lot of apparently sean's and a lot of guys balls are different like everyone's got, uh, apparently people are using powder on their balls and shit i don't i didn't know this like oh yeah that's if you can't you can't be in the south without
2: some talc on your nuts ah uh, i didn't know it's that
1: like a man rule in well, the south i was complaining how they don't make talcum powder anymore that you know that because of the whole Johnson Johnson lawsuit, oh, yeah. I can't find any. And I'm I didn't depressed. know that. You didn't know that?
2: No, I didn't know they didn't make any. I mean, I know that the- I knew there were some health issues, but I didn't know they it discontinued.
1: Yeah, they discontinued talcum powder. Gold
2: bond's still out there. You put some fire on them, nuts.
1: <laughs> what gold bond?
2: Yeah, gold bond powder.
0: I don't like that. Oh, Give them up.
2: some slap some, yeah. some powder on them. Yeah. Oh, I used
0: Gold going. Bond on, on Mike Myers, the, you know, Mike Myers, the not the Halloween Mike Myers, Mike Myers, the comedian. Oh, yeah, I
2: Michael.
0: To, oh, yeah. I used to use Gold Bond on him on uh, Austin Powers. I did the couple Austin Powers movies. Right. And he had to wear, you know, the fat suit with the fat bastard and stuff. Sure. I used to use Gold Bond on him so it wouldn't, uh, wouldn't chafe him. Chris, who is the sweatiest dude you ever, who is the sweatiest dude you
2: ever worked with? The sweatiest dude. Yeah, I mean, that has got to be your nemesis, right? I mean, people have to know yeah. at home when yeah. you put prosthetic on, it's glue, yeah. and if you sweat, yeah. it just comes off.
0: Yeah. Oh Jesus! Who had? I not to incriminate yeah. anybody. You know, it's unprofessional to talk about. Yes, I understand. I'll talk professional to talk about the actors that you work on as much as I, I would love I, to. <laughs> i will tell you tom arnold
2: and i did a movie called pool boys speaking of pool boys i hung my nut out in one of the shots because i thought it was funny i have lived to regret it since <laughs> but there's a scene in pool boys where i'm talking to this woman and i my my nut is sitting outside of my um my boxer shorts anyways tom arnold's in that horrible movie did
0: you do it on purpose or was yeah, it yeah. Like
2: i thought it was i thought it was hilarious
0: <laughs> oh okay
2: um, but it's amazing how many times I do something that's funny that's actually a poor choice. Um and uh Tom Rolls in the movie, we shot it down in New Orleans and he was the sweatiest dude I've ever met in my life. He sweat like he was in a pool. Like it was it was a lot.
0: Yeah, no I And I, have I think
2: plenty. he would tell you if he was on the I mean I, if he was here, he would say it. I don't I don't right. feel like I'm Right, you're not, like you're, you're not you're not talking
0: that. out of school. He'll no,
2: admit, I think yeah, he would. Yeah. I, I'm not. I wouldn't be embarrassed to yeah to say it to his face.
0: No, I, I've had plenty of actors that are that are sweaty messes. Like it's it's ridiculous. Let me ask
2: you another question. Yeah. Do you and Sean? This is for you too. Don't you think most actors are awesome? <laughs> don't you think most actors most are, like are.
1: Good
2: most most. I'd say. In like in my career, I've met very few complete, complete assholes.
1: I've met quite a few, but I would say you have sure.
2: what? I have, wow. but I,
1: but but I, but I do agree that most are very good people. Most I, there's a very I disagree. small. Okay. He... You
0: disagree? <laughs> What's your definition of complete asshole? That's my question.
2: Well, a hundred percent, like, like abusive, just no, mean, that's... like. The clearest definition for me is that if you're rude to somebody below your status, you are the worst. Meaning
0: if I, if I, I I could go on and on. I could go, I could go forever about that. Really? Oh yeah. Oh fuck yeah. 30 (laughs) years I've been doing this shit. I can go on and on. I can name you. I can name you with the fingers I got within that. I can, I can name you the people that have been cool. Most Yeah. No way. Yeah. I call bullshit.
2: Okay. No way. All right. Am I now not on that list? Am I now not on the fingers?
0: I just cause I call bullshit. I'm not No, you're kid. you're not on the fingers. You're not <laughs> on the fingers. You're already like you're all right. You're cool. Okay, I'll good. do I'll do your prosthetics for free anytime you oh, want.
2: good. I um I think Sean, how many people do you think are bad dudes or chicks?
1: Um I mean I could name a lot. that i've a lot yeah (laughs) i seen i've seen some some horrible shit uh the way celebrities treat people at conventions the way i've been treated by some celebrities um yeah it's yeah
2: well you have a story celebrities you share with me that would never share that (laughs) was pretty gross that that event we just talked about it off air. Yeah. We cut it. I mean,
1: yeah.
2: But that was that to me is gross. That's like that. That's bad humanity. And quite frankly, I'm so tired in this country
0: about uh, with bad humanity. Like I'm, dude, I'm right there with you.
1: We we but talked dude, about that earlier.
0: We, we just talked about this earlier hmm. before you came on about how I look. I'm a sensitive guy. Like I'm a sensitive guy. I'm overly sensitive when it comes to outside like politics and people and the way people treat each other and the way we do things. And I'm, I'm, I admit, I'm overly sensitive. I'm overly sensitive, but I don't think there's anything wrong with that, first of all, right. uh, but, but I'm, I'm like, I, I'm, we talked about this. I'm so done with the way that we all treat each other and the way that things that we're just accepting as norm now and like, I don't know what happened. Like we're just so well, you know, out of control, you know.
2: I know it happened. The invention of anonymous critiques, anonymous snarkiness. If you're on Twitter and you have 180 characters, and so can, social
0: media, you mean? Social,
2: yeah, because it, because it, because you can speak without ramifications. You no. can speak with dehumanizing people, and that just carries over into life. And I right. just think, for as long as we have, like I, I. I I would never, I try as hard as I can when tweeting to say, "Could would I be able to say this to the person's face? I mean, I try to frame what I'm tweeting in that sphere. Right. Can I, I can get away with a lot of stuff being funny and charming, but if you're going to punch somebody on Twitter, could you, would you be able and willing to say it in front of their, to their face. And it's amazing mm-hmm. how many times I'll write something, sit on it and go, would I want to say that to somebody? Mm-hmm. And then end up deleting it. Mm-hmm. You know, nine times out of 10, it's just getting it out. Like just mm-hmm. writing it down. that will help. Right. Well, well,
0: that's, that's one of the reasons why I'm not, I'm not even on Twitter. I quit Facebook five years ago for the sole reason of, I don't, I don't want to be in that position where I have to sit there and think about that. Yeah. I don't want to have to go, can I say that? Or should I say this? I don't want to do that. I don't want to live my yeah. life that way. I yeah. don't want to even be in that position. I want to be able to talk to somebody face to face or on the phone, whatever, and say what I need to say, but I'm, I'm not going to, I can't, I, I'm just not interested in it. I don't, I don't call me. Okay. I'm 52. Maybe I'm the fucking old guy in the room. Yeah, man, I, you sons of bitches. <laughs> yep. Exactly. Like, I don't yep. want to do that, man. Like, uh, yeah i don't know whatever that does that make sense did i make any yeah no it totally makes sense i i
2: i i can't stand facebook so i'm never on it but i still have what is that you know? Get <laughs> off!
1: it's a sticker a fan sent us of, of, of him get off my lung
0: that's hilarious um yeah, have you I've, seen this movie? What's the movie, Sean, that we're talking about? Oh, we oh, we're just, just talking about
1: it. The, the whole topic got brought up because I mentioned I watched The Social Dilemma last night. Have you seen it yet?
0: I
2: have
1: not. Oh. I, I heard it's incredible. You got to see it. I mean, it's everything you're saying right now. And it makes you you finish watching that and you do just want to quit everything. But what we were talking about, it's, it's like being in this business. It's kind of uh, A necessity. The whole social media thing is important to what we do for a living. So, well,
2: but I like, but see, I, it's a little like conventions for me. Um, I believe that if you, I believe, I believe in the power of the, I believe in the power of these platforms. I believe in the power of conventions. I believe that if you can sit at a table and you can interact in a human way with somebody as you're transacting over an autograph and you can change somebody's life in 30 seconds. Right. I believe that. I think that you can make an impact on a kid or an adult who is lost, who is suicidal, who is, who is scared to be out, who is struggling with addiction. I think that you can reach across the table. I sit on a table, I do conventions and I hug everyone that comes in. And I think that in that 30 seconds, a hug from the guy from that movie that means something to you can change a life. And it's, I first started doing conventions, I would end up in tears constantly because I would just hold people and then they would break and then I would break with them. Mm -hmm. And, and I, so, and I think that even on Twitter, you can find a connection that makes an impact on somebody's life, Mm -hmm. right? Or you can change, you know, I don't, I'm not a fool and think that my opinion has any more weight than anyone else's. But if you have 300,000 followers and you can point out the idiocracy that's happening in the politics or the absurdity of or, or, or talk about the pride of being in the USO and supporting the men and women on our, in, on our front lines, then you're shifting the balance in a good way. Do you know what I mean? Like, yes, it's, yeah. it's good to tell people you're going someplace or to use it to, like, try to push something that serves me. That's definitely part of the business. But the idea of the ability of being able to, like, just change somebody's life in a positive way yeah. is, like, a power if you have the ability to to appreciate it.
0: Yeah. Um, and recognize,
2: recognize it. it. yeah, Recognize it. Yeah, you can do good with it.
0: Yeah. And, and that's, well, that's the thing a, that, that that's what it's all about is the responsibility. You can choose to do something, you know, to affect people. That's why we're doing this show right now is like, we're not doing, we're not making money off it. We're not, you know, we're, we're doing it because it makes us happy it makes other people happy we've had lots of comments of people that 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 chime in and say look I really look forward to this show every week and it makes me happy and I listen to it at this job that I hate or I listen to it you know that that's the whole reason for it I mean that's the point of why we do what we do is to make people happy right I mean yeah it, it might be an ego driven thing but not really, I mean, if you use it to that benefit, I think it's it's important, you know? Um, yeah. Anyway. I thought you were doing it for the chicks. What? <laughs> I'm 50-year-old I mean, chicks 200. don't pay attention to 52-year-old guys. 52,
1: dude. they love 52, though, that's
0: sweet spot. we ver- <laughs> wait, we
1: verified.
2: Show me your
1: We verified we have at least three female viewers, at least. We do. Uh, yeah, yes. we do
2: your partners um
0: <laughs> thank you so I, <laughs> much for coming and doing this we really are, we, are you kicking me off take care
1: you have you a good no, night. no 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 yeah good night
0: <laughs> no 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 i just wanted to take a moment and say thank you for taking <laughs> your time to do this i'm happy to i don't really like podcasts
2: because i usually am just talking about myself and at the end of it i feel so much shame for being all about me um you
0: you have party guilt it's like yeah, when you I have did. a party, and like after the party, you're like, I have guilt about this party right now. I have guilt, yeah. and I just was making it about me. I, Sean, I didn't, ever, yeah. No, this, ever- is, this is just people hanging out, man. This is us hanging out. We talk about whatever the fuck we want to talk about. That was good. That's it.
2: So. Sean, have you ever drummed on camera yet? Have you drummed yet?
1: Not on this show. But I mean, right,
2: now is the time. Go grab sticks. Go grab sticks.
1: <laughs> Go grab sticks. What am I gonna pound on?
2: I don't care. Like you're just Boxes. do, do like a little do a paradiddle.
0: <laughs> I keep hearing Sean's this amazing drummer, and I yeah, to... I know that's the thing. I'm I'm showing him off for all the people.
1: You gotta see yeah. me actually play drums. I'm like, you know I'm what, Sean? Like, you and I, I'm not gonna impress I, because... you on a desk
0: because i play guitar and bass i'm gonna play and sean will play drums and then we'll do a whole show it's, yeah! just, it's just us doing intros to fucking sweet home alabama yes!
2: spin on, yeah, motherfucker!
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh wow spider just a spider literally just fell from the ceiling and landed on my desk that's because this show is
0: spooky that's why it's spooky
1: he took off running i don't know where he went motherfucker anyway there you go. I, I can you even hear this? Yes. This is. Yeah. I'm not getting a lot of good action off this table. I'm gonna. Hold on. I'm at. I'm not a bad oh. end.
2: Yeah. I don't yeah.
0: know. Burn, burn. Burn. There you go. I
1: don't know. That you isn't gonna impress uh, anybody.
0: You did a That's little. Uh, you did a now little Neil, Neil Peart there oh yeah. that ain't
1: happening yeah i i can ne- i i will never be as good as that man that man was a machine no one ever will be yeah so not, uh much of a tech. let me
0: let me ask you this uh matthew what do you what have you been doing during this whole thing this yes. whole covered thing this whole nonsense uh, what's what's been going on with you
2: we uh it's a good question we did um not a lot. I mean, when we started, when it started, <laughs> I sort of, lo- oh, look at the puppy. This it's a my uh, puppy.
1: This is, um, I'm dog sitting my ex-wife's dog today. This is, this is Finny. Hi,
2: Finny. Hi, Finny.
1: <laughs> anyway. You
2: handsome son of a bitch. By the way, in the, um, in Armageddon, that's a delicious treat. You just fry that little <laughs> son of a bitch up and eat him.
1: Jesus. <laughs> that went
2: to I you know when this whole thing started, I sort of I loved it because I have an eighteen year old, a fifteen year old, and a twelve year old. Wow. Um yeah, and we're I'm a breeder. We're breeders. Look at that puppy. Um and then, you know, and, and for the first two months, three months, I was like, Look how great my kids are. Look how great we're handling this as a family. We're eating, you know, eating all our meals together, we're watching movies together. Right and then it you know then it dawned on all of us that just was never going to go away (laughs) Um, and then everyone's sort of been falling apart since
0: (laughs) (laughs) yeah falling apart meaning How so?
2: yeah just everyone's struggling i mean my wife is struggling i mean my wife was struggling um you know my kids my my daughter was supposed to go to usc next year and she took a gap year so she worked Uh really hard in, in high school was a great student was theater arts kid and got accepted to USC. And when it became clear that it was going to be online learning, like she had a, you know, she did not deal with that well. And so we actually pulled her out of USC for the year, which has been great for her. Um, You know, my 15 year old is like, you know, listen, when you're raising young women in the era of Million Women March, and whatever's happening in the White House, like there's real anger, real um, fear, real, like we're raising this generation of young women that are warriors, at least my kids have turned into warriors. And, you know, and and so there's a lot of like agita and fear in their daily lives. And, you know, expresses itself in really difficult ways sometimes. So, you know, my 12 year old son plays sports all the time and there are no sports. Mm-hmm.
0: so um so that's well, especially is, having children i can't imagine having children who i mean keep in mind you and i have never experienced this in our what? lifetime no and and so to have children that are experiencing this in their lifetime is is you, you can't even you know what i mean like we could sit there and we've experienced the 9-11 and we've experienced like so many things but how do you explain this? How do you even, you yeah. and there's no ability to get them through
2: it. I mean, they're looking to you to be like, well, what do we do now? And I'm right. like, yeah. I'm struggling as hard as you are. Like we're, I'm having just as hard of a time. And that's the hard thing I think for kids is that they expect that their parents are no better than them. And the reality is I'm, I'm making it up as fast as I can, as long as I can. Right. You know, yeah. for the last 18 years. So, yeah. um, And look, I definitely feel like we're good parents and we're full of love and acceptance. And, you know, like if you're going to freak out, we're a good house to freak out in. But, um, (laughs) you know, but we freak out too. So it's hard. But the good news is that, you know, I started a a Dungeons and Dragons company with like my four best friends three years ago. Mm -hmm. And so it's called Beetle and Grimms. And so we, um, I've spent the last... You know, six months building a project for Beetle and Grimms. So I've been the leader on a project, which has been great.
0: Nice. Yeah.
1: Sorry, I'm, you're... I'm fighting the spider while we're talking.
0: Yeah, I was like, "What the fuck are you doing?" Dude? It came <laughs> running out,
1: and then I tried to get something to get it, and then it ran back in. Anyway. Sorry. So you're a
0: you're, uh, a you're a big uh, you're a big Dungeons and Dragons guy. How long have you been have you been doing that since you were since forever,
2: or yeah, so we, I played as a kid, um, you know, as a young, like, you know, we started playing when I was nine. Um, I stopped when I was, you know, when it, when it became clear that maybe chicks didn't dig the dungeon and <laughs> Dragons, kind of like your...
0: liking Rush, like, it's yeah. like <laughs> liking the band Rush, where you're like, I love Rush, oh, chicks don't dig, Rush. I <laughs> need well... to not like Rush for a while. So that was Uh, So, like, junior High School,
2: I stopped, and then at 21 years old, I was at um, Circle in the Square Theater School in New York with a couple of guys. We started playing again, and we've been playing ever since. So, since 21 on, we've played together, and, you know, we're all sort of going through a midlife crisis. We're all, you know, four of the five of us are married. We all have kids. Um... You know, and we we all have relatively successful careers. And like, we were just looking for something else to do.
1: No, I don't really know much about your company. So yeah. is, is what you guys create, are they kind of like expansion packs onto the other again, like your own campaign kind of thing? Yeah,
2: kind of, yeah. So basically what we do is, so Dungeons and Dragons releases a book like three times a year. That book is 250 to 300 pages long, that's an adventure. And that's it, that's all D&D is. They give you this adventure. And then that DM, the person that runs that game, takes that book and basically runs people through it. It's a long story included in the 300 pages. And basically what we do is that we go out and create a boxed edition of that book. So the way, we, the way it was first pitched, the first meeting we ever had, you know, my partner Bill said, you know, here's my idea. Um, you know, if you love Pearl Jam, right, you're going to buy the CD, right? Or you're, you're, right now you're going to go out and buy the vinyl. Like a real Pearl Jam fan will go out and buy vinyl to support the band that they love. But the ultimate band will go out and buy the boxed edition of that Pearl Jam, you know, album. And so we are that boxed edition for Dungeons & Dragons. Everything that you need to have a great game experience is included in one box. Um, the boxes are $500 each, so they're really, they're highly collectible, they're numbered editions, they're bespoke, they're beautiful on the inside, um, you know, and we deliver a lot of bang for the buck. None of us have quit our jobs, so all the money we've made has gone back into the company, and every single box we've ever made so far um, has sold out. So, you know, we're, we're, doing, we're doing really well
1: so wow. you, are you having to license that stuff from d and d then and
2: yeah so we're a licensee yeah. and we go out and you know everything gets approved by them but we sort of you know we go out and do crazy things like we try to figure things out as we go along right so some point you know we actually went to a special effects house and said hey can you help us create um what was it we wanted them to create the hand of Vecna." Could you mass produce a hand? Was what we were looking for, and they could. It wasn't really in their wheelhouse, but um, you know. But we were always looking to go out and create. Like we just did this adventure called Curse of Strahd, which is this legendary vampire edition or uh, uh, adventure, and like we went out and and found somebody to create five finger puppets, like really creepy finger puppets. You know, it's it it's sort of this fun thing for the DM. Uh, We're hoping the players love it, but it's, you know, it's just kind of, I don't know, it's, we're guided by what we think would be fun and we put it in a very expensive box.
1: (laughs) That's awesome.
0: Yeah, it's cool. cool. It's cool. I know, I know absolutely nothing about Dungeons. I know nothing about it.
1: I played. I should, but. I I played up until I was about 13, I think.
0: Yeah, that's most people. Yeah. But the reality is. I mean, look, D&D is having an unbelievable resurgence. It is. Um, it I don't is. know if it ever went away, though, did it? I mean, it, it did. It did yeah. go away. It did, did it? go
2: away. Yeah, it, it didn't do well. I mean, for a little while, they sold it. I mean, they sold it basically to Hasbro that bought it for a song. Um, um, but it didn't do well. At, at some point, they, you know, there's a, um, there's a fear factor getting involved in the game because it feels like there's a lot of rules. Mm-hmm. And at some point, there was game mechanics, like they're on 5.0 now. Um, and at some point, the game mechanics like sort of thwarted new customers and, and new players. And now, the game mechanics are incredible. And, you know, it's in the it's in the zeitgeist, right? And it's right. changing things. And it's sort of, it's back in, in, in its hip. And, you know, look, people want to get, we're talking about social media. People want to get away from those you know, M D interactions. Yeah. And sitting around the table telling a collective story for yeah. nine years with your best friends is just sort of an awesome way to spend the life. Right.
1: Yeah, I just I noticed there's a, a I don't know how new it is, but I just noticed it the other day. There's a and a dedicated like D and D store by my house. I never noticed okay. it. Yeah, I don't know if it's There's one there's
0: one here in Burbank over on I don't know what it is, Burbank Boulevard. Like there, there's one right near here that there's a, that they have a huge people are there once a week or whatever it is a week. Like so yeah, crazy get yeah. together and play and yeah. play yeah. war games. they play all
2: mm-hmm. kinds. And that's, look, it's the same thing as going to a bar for some people or going to us, you know, going to watch football or a baseball game, play softball. I mean, you go into a game room and you're, you're playing the you game. And you're using your imagination. I mean, the funny thing is that, you know, Chris, if you ever played, you would love it. It's using your imagination. Right. Yeah. It's, you know, and teaching my kids to play. You're teaching kids teamwork, how to work together as a team, to beat something that's evil. Like, it's the idea of what's good and evil. Right. Um, it's using your brains. It's it's storytelling. It's, like, sort of the great things that, that make um, – you know, for me, it's what makes life fun. I mean, Dungeons and Dragons, theater, like all these things in my life are the things I love. So right. it makes sense for me. But you
0: love the game; it's awesome. I would, I would love to give it a shot. I, I, I have a hard time. I have, a, I have a lack, I I'm a lack of patience guy. <laughs> I don't have the patience for some things like I'm always like what how much what do I got to do fuck it never mind like I need something that's like <laughs> I get it I got it I got it. What,
2: what do you do for fun on the weekends?
0: what do you do for fun uh I work I'm a workaholic no I I uh I sculpt or I read I'm an avid reader and I'm a i am I love to sculpt and I love to uh I play music I play guitar and I like that's just my thing. I I can, I can go play a song. Good. Play that song to read a book. I can sculpt something and see a tangible, you know, it's right there. I sculpted it. There it is. Like, um, like all the stuff behind him. (laughs) Yeah. All this shit. Um, Chris, you, you start out as an artist
2: who ended up in the horror, special effects world or were you
0: how do you get where you're at i um i've never been asked that wow that's weird um yeah i've always own podcast what's that i said i'm practicing for my own podcast
1: (laughs) by the way i do have Uh, questions for you matt but go ahead interview yeah we gotta get
0: (laughs) no no no, (laughs) sean i'll keep
1: it short I'll, i'll keep it short
0: um i i uh it's just something that I was always into. It, 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 people get the wrong impression of me. I mean, I love horror and I'm hardcore horror guy and I love the horror genre. I know a lot about it. I tend to work a lot in the horror genre because I do makeup effects, but I also work in non-horror uh, stuff very much. Like actually a lot of my work isn't horror genre. It's just cinema. It's just film and, I, and I, I've I always loved cinema and film since I was five, six, seven years old. That's all I've ever been into. And it doesn't have to be a horror movie. It can be any kind of movie. I mean, I've done character makeups for non-horror movies. I've done done all kinds of stuff. So it's just movies and cinema in general. I tend to like horror more only because it's the most extreme. Yeah, you get it flex you know, it's, it's the most extreme and passionate, I find, version of, uh, as far as visual goes, you know, uh, people tend to respond well to horror because there's a visual, you know, shock to things and characters and prosthetics and masks and things. So that, that's the immediate reaction. But, but I, I like all, and anything cinema, I love, I love cinema, but that's been my whole life ever since I was a kid. So uh, there, there's never did been any. start in
2: the movie industry?
0: What's that? When did you start in the movie industry? Ah, uh, 19, like 19 years old, 20 years old, I think. I mean, I did it all from age five, six, all the way up to when I started getting, I, I'd say 80, 1989, 90, I think was when what I- What
1: was your first movie you worked on, Chris? very first one mm-hmm. yeah uh, fuck me um never saw no it. no it's
0: not a good movie <laughs> it's called fuck me no uh, oh god it was probably i think it was a charlie ben movie i think it was like doll man versus demonic toys or or uh or mandroid or something like that but shortly thereafter i worked on the, uh one of the biggest movies i ever worked on early in my career was batman returns oh yeah was the and that was uh that that was like the first giant like you go to universal and they they built gotham city on the in uh, in a stage at universal and there's crosswalks and Uh, stoplights and the batmobile and michael keaton in his outfit and penguins walking around and you're like what the fuck am i doing but uh um yeah it's it's always just been movies it's it's less about it being a horror genre than it is just about movies. Sure, yeah, yeah, If that makes sense.
2: Sure.
0: Well, enough about Chris. Yeah, enough <laughs> about me. No Chris, one cares about me, Matthew. None I do. I
2: care, care about you. Including
0: I like Sean. You. Sean doesn't care. I do. <laughs> he's going to cut all that out. He's never going to going to cut up. all of it out. All right, questions?
1: Uh, should doesn't I hit record care. now? Quick, um, yeah. next question. <laughs> all right. So, got some fan questions for you, Matthew. We have fan oh, questions. Wow. Yeah.
0: Matthew doesn't like to answer those questions. I, it's gonna
2: be let me let me guess. What was it like to be in Scream? <laughs> How was it? <laughs> when you kill Sydney, are you
0: in the costume or a Skeet's character? No, we celebrate your entire catalog here, Matthew, okay. not just four. Yeah. All oh, your entire catalog. In Thirteen Ghosts, what was it like to be killed? I worked on Thirteen Ghosts, by the yeah, way. Yeah.
2: So Howard did the the makeup on that,
0: right? Yeah. Yeah. Were you I in this then? I worked for K and B. Yeah, I worked. I built a lot of that stuff in that movie. And awesome. Also, you were in a movie that my friend wrote. You were in Without a Paddle. Oh yeah, Steve Brill. My, my buddy Mitch Rouse wrote. Oh yeah.
2: Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Mitch. So yeah, he yeah. wrote
0: that movie. But anyway.
2: Oh, that's fun. I I will tell you, can I give you my one story recently about having um, prosthetics done? Yes. I just recently did a full face cast, and I will never do it again.
0: Um, See, that should never happen.
2: But it was so... But it didn't do anything wrong. I just got in the cast and... Freaked out. And I just... I, I got through it. I didn't freak out. But I got through it. But it was a very concerted number.
0: Hmm. Well, it was
2: very, very. Di- so everyone should know when you're doing a cast, I don't know if you guys have ever talked about it on the pod, but I'll talk about it. So basically, what happens that I've done it. I've done it twice. The first time I did it for Scooby Doo, I never I think I've done it three times. I didn't even flinch. I was like, I think I fell asleep. It was so easy. Um, but what they do is they and you'll correct me if I'm wrong, they slick your hair back.
0: Yeah. they
2: um they they put on a plastic thing that they then do they outline your hairline yeah ball cap and, and they, they put yeah they put a ball cap on outline and then they they put a um a latex right they put latex on first no right no you tell me <laughs> you tell me let me tell you what my impression is. Yeah, that might on, be the
1: problem like, right there if they like, put latex on you. <laughs> first
2: they put on poison glue and then they put <laughs> on acid glue and then they put on like the blood of the devil. Then they put like those layers on and then they put on um, plaster. They, yeah. they warm, a warm plaster over your face.
0: Yeah.
2: And then they put uh, like, as and they go, it's thick. If it, It's like this thick. And then they put on a, uh, cast material as it's drying and they're patting you down your entire mouth is closed and they have a little thing for your nose and it's like it ends up weighing like 18 pounds i'm telling you my version chris
0: (laughs) okay sorry
2: it ends up weighing 38 (laughs) pounds and sucking on your head <laughs> as you feel your nose start to- Don't tell
0: me they put straws in your nose because nobody has done that since yeah. 1932. They put straws
2: in your nose, okay. but, they, but that thing goes right down to your fucking nose. They put it all the way on your nose and they put a plaster thing over your nose. So you know all that's left between you and death are these little holes in your face and it sucks. <laughs> and then they're like, then you have to sit there for
0: 18, it, an hour and a half? How long are you in there for? It's 15 minutes, not even. <laughs> Hours with this it's like, thing. It's like it's 10, 10 minutes, it's actually. Like
2: this big. Remember those Martian domes? <laughs> that's how big it is, and you can't breathe, and I almost died.
0: Okay, we're going to go back and talk about actors being a <laughs> Every actor that's ever described getting a life cast has made it sound a thousand times worse than it is although his
1: experience might
0: have been bad it might have been lovely it's nothing to do with anyone if it's done right it you should fall asleep if done right
2: it's but it's there is something about it though so i've never been claustrophobic i don't know how you could do it i don't know how you could do it any other way i think they didn't do it right i just
0: had a personal Well, now now a lot of times we scan you now you're you're, you're scanned and then they print your life cast from the scan and you don't have to do that anymore
2: and i've also got two casts that are like somebody i'm old and it it will work it was really i didn't really enjoy it at all i was super i mean it wasn't like i was rude
0: next time call me and i'll do it and you'll have a fine time you'll be okay you'll fall asleep you'll be all right i'll take care of you so i
2: think if i knew because i was like i was like i was tapping out give me out (laughs) that was that so what questions do you have sean
1: uh well let's start with uh aaron p roach says uh she'd like to know what inspired you to be an actor and if you were not an actor what do you think you would have end up doing
2: well i would have ended up as an actor anyway but i would ended up like i could have easily ended up on like the renaissance fair tour, like I would be doing man of La Mancha right now in like regional theaters, like I, I would still be doing, I was, I was born to do this. If I wasn't doing this, I'd be teaching. this, Right. Um, so that's that. And then I look, I was high school is for me, not a great place. I had a severe learning disability. I was obese. I had glasses and braces and I did not do well in high school. And so for me, look, the only place I was ever exceptional at anything was in an acting class. And it's amazing how powerful a moment is when a teacher says to you, hey, you're pretty good at this. Or your mom and dad are like, wow, that was awesome. You know, and that sort of like that little bit of support from people when I would act, like change my life. And look, eventually I hit puberty and my learning disability didn't go away, but I sort of overcame it. And, you know, my teeth are straight and the braces came off, so life got better. But, you know, seventh, eighth, ninth, 10th grade were all really, really brutal. And I found my tribe in a theater club, in a theater class, like when you know, I played football my freshman year and I was terrible at it. I'm like, well, why would I play my sophomore year if I love this one thing? And, um, you know, I mean, I would go to school early and build sets and then I'd go to rehearsal after school and after rehearsal, I would build the set again. I mean, that was like, I had teachers like, I'm not going to stop you do whatever you want. And so, you know, and I was like a very, I would, I like to work. And so, like, I would produce plays as a sophomore and junior. I competed in my community. I grew up, I went to high school in Orange County, California. I grew up in Detroit, went to high school in in Orange County. Where'd you go to high school? Foothill.
1: Foothill? Austin. Oh, no kidding. Okay.
2: Yeah. So, like, I would compete in, like, drama competitions and I would win. So, all of a sudden, now you're competing against other people like you and you're winning and you're like, I love this. And so i just never stopped because i was like i could go to college but i didn't take the sat so i'm gonna to go to junior college and when i went to junior college uh, and i barely got out of high school because i was i struggled and then junior college i had like in 19 units and 17 units were theater arts and i failed the other you know the other class and at some point my mom And my dad were like, what are you gonna do with your life? And I'm like, I think I want to go to New York to go to acting school. So I did. I started a theater company when I was 18 years old. I started another theater company when I was 21 years old and sort of like all I ever did. So if I hadn't been successful, if I hadn't ever got a job, I'd still be doing it in some random location.
0: Right. Okay. But did you have any other interest in like, let's say, take that idea. It's all you ever knew and that's all you were ever going to do, but was there something that you had an interest in besides that? Like, I don't know, making pizzas? Like, in- No, not really. I mean, not really. Look, that was your thing. That's
2: it. Yeah. I mean, I, I got a job at Elizabeth Howard's Curtain Call Dinner Theater in Tustin, where I was a bus boy for three that's years. Awesome, And it was my way to get on stage, because I thought they would let me audition and then if I got on stage at Elizabeth Howard's current cult Dinner Theater, right. that would be Mickey. Right. Right. I mean, my definition, like I did a Miller's Outpost commercial and I was like, I got paid like four hundred bucks. I'm like, dude, I'm I made it. I did a commercial. Yeah. Like <laughs> I was like, this is as good as it gets. Yeah. That's
1: Plus amazing. it was Miller's Outpost.
2: Miller's Outpost was
0: pretty lit. It was
1: pretty. I, that was the shit. I, I, I bought all my threads thread thread at Miller's Outpost. Yeah, I did too. Yeah,
2: hilarious. First podcast in my entire life that anyone has ever asked about
0: skate TV. <laughs> um, so we, <laughs> we are different,
1: we are different here.
0: Again, we celebrate your entire catalogue
1: here. We do. This
2: is as tire as it gets.